Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. Hey there, guys and gals. Welcome to another exciting Grave Plot Podcast Halloween special. I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. Uh, welcome back to the final episode of Octoberama 2016. Woo! We did it! Uh, another one in the books. Um, you know, the ones that we recorded and put out, well, live wouldn't be the right word. Those weren't that great. <laughs> uh, week of the Zombie fell the fuck apart. I don't know what the fuck happened. The news stories were all bullshit. They were bad. And, like, I don't know. I was out of it. You seemed like you were a little out of it, too. And it was just... I was a little together. hungover. Right. And I was tired as fuck because I had just gotten off of, like, a 20-hour drive. <laughs> so, right. We were, um, we were cranky. Yeah. And, yeah, that's like... I mean, I love doing this show. But I just didn't want to do it that day. <laughs> but it's like, you know, I need to edit the fucking thing, and I need a couple days to do that. Um, so not recording that day was just not an option. Yeah. But And we're back. We're both refreshed. Yes. You're I'm, back from vacation. I'm drinking an energy drink. Yes. I've had coffee, an energy drink, and I've got another surge waiting for me Jesus in the fridge. Christ. I'm I'm fucking fired up today. Tony is vibrating over there. <laughs> I'm I'm glowing. I'm glowing. And I took um you ever heard of theanine? No. Uh apparently like it's it's an a, a natural occurring ingredient in Tony's on drugs. Frying, <laughs> frying right now. <laughs> no, um it's a natural ingredient in I think black tea, but um it's it what gives you gives you the calming effect of of tea. Um, Even though black tea has more caffeine than sugar or than a coffee, right? But like a lot of people achieve more focus with black tea than they do on coffee. That's why British people are so smart, right? <laughs> but I, uh, they like actually have like theanine capsules that you can take, and if you balance like how many milligrams of caffeine you take in with the milligrams of theanine that you take. You can actually get all of the effects of like being awake and alert of caffeine, but without like the hyperactivity or and um, and like the scatterbrain. Like, yeah. it, it, theanine like gives you focus. What if you combine those with ketamine? Um, probably not great things. If you, if you drink a pink fuck, <laughs> a pink fuck. Well, that's right. You're not caught up on Ash versus Evil Dead. Right. There's, yeah. a, there's a drink that him and Ted Raimi, aka No Fret Chet. <laughs> They make called a pink fuck, and it just it come it comes with a shitload of ketamine in it. Oh, good. <laughs> That's the secret ingredient. Yeah. <laughs> now I need to catch up on that. I don't know why I haven't watched it yet. I, the thing that keeps bothering me is that Ruby has pink hair now, and they haven't addressed it at all. Mm. Like even to make a joke about it. Like like pink pink. Yeah. What the fuck? It's like pink on top and then black on the sides. 
did she like shave her head or something? No, but it's like a pompadour kind of. Oh, okay, I don't, I don't like that on girls. You used to. I used to. I swear you did. You may be thinking of somebody else. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe thinking of me. I like it. Maybe. Matt Lucy Lawless is a good-looking older lady. She is. She's got. She's got it going on. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because like. Back back in the day, like when See, Z- I, I never thought she was that hot when she was Xena. Yeah, exactly. Maybe because she was so brutish and <laughs> maybe kind of almost manly, but but it was like when she first joined Parks and Rec. I was like, "Who's that? She looks good." And I was like, "Oh, that's fucking Xena." What? Yeah, the, I mean, the blonde hair hair really helps. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, I'm not especially partial to blondes. The pink hair does look good on her, though. Oh well. You know, whatever works. It's just weird to me that they haven't addressed it at all. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, this is related, but kind of off topic. Um, I have been reading The Flash. Like, I'm trying to get caught up on the new 52 so I can start with DC Rebirth. And uh, um, Iris West, or sorry, Iris, who is Barry's future wife, uh, you know, everything reset in New 52. So they're not married, they're not even dating. Like, in one issue, she had, like, regular shoulder length, maybe a little longer hair. And then the next issue, it was all chopped off. Didn't address it. <laughs> it, was, it was weird. It's like, that kind of stuff happens in, like, TV shows and stuff like that. Uh, but in comics, that changes like that usually come with some kind of explanation. Yeah. And it, nothing. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Anyway, uh, so I said, yeah, you're back from vacation. How was that? Yeah, it was it was great. Yeah? Um, yeah. Like, well, Colorado? Colorado, yep. First <laughs> off, like, as we were leaving, I looked over across the aisle, and this lady sitting next to me did, like, the sign of the cross. In the hotel? On the airplane. Oh, in there? Okay. And, uh, you know, like, in hindsight, I get it. She was like, you know, dear Jesus, please protect me on this flight. But in my mind, at the time, I was like... Why would you do that right now? <laughs> do you know something I don't know? It freaked me out. Because <laughs> normally you do that when th- like an imminent danger is upon you. Right. And it's... I don't fly well anyways. Sometimes I get nervous <laughs> on airplanes. <laughs> so yeah, that freaked me out. But I got there safely. Um, went to a Denver Nuggets game. Oh, right. You meant uh, you said you're going to do that. Right? Yeah. And uh, the same guy hit two buzzer beaters. Hit one to tie the game, send it into overtime, and then hit the game winner in overtime. Nice. That never happens. So, yeah, that was cool. And then, of course, went to the Stanley, which is what I know everyone actually wants to hear about. So, yeah, the Stanley is, I mean, it's like this massive fucking hotel. Yeah. And it's like on the side of the mountain, just overlooking this town. Mm-hmm. And so it's like anywhere you go in the town, you can see it. And then you drive up, and they just added the hedge maze last year. So I don't know if that's why, but it's only about three feet tall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess when you showed it to me, you didn't really uh, preface it saying it was new. I just kind of figured that it that was like a thing that's been there for a while, <laughs> and they just keep it well-maintained. But yeah, it was very tiny. Yeah, it's like if you get lost, you just step over. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I went through that, and there was these kids upstairs in the hotel, just like, no, it's a dead end. Go right. Turn around. And I just wanted to be like, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but then I was like, did anyone else see them? 
Because because it's haunted. Because it's shining, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, Looked like there was a lot of dedication to Stephen King there, as, as there would be. You know, surprisingly, like, the tour itself is not very Stephen King-focused. Well, that I can understand. It's, it's mostly focused on, like, the haunting and the paranormal of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like, when we, we got there, they had uh, the, the miniseries playing on the TV. Mm-hmm. And they had, like, the axes out on the table. With and, Brian from Wings. <laughs> yeah, Brian from Wings was not there, unfortunately. Damn. But they... She says, like, who, who are the true believers here? And I'm not really a true believer, but I raised my hand because she had a basket of stuff. I was like, oh, she's going to give me something cool. It's going to give me, like, an EMF reader or something. She hands me a dum-dum. <laughs> Good for you. I'm like, oh, cool. I like, I like lollipops. That's great. But, like, as we're going through, she's talking about how most of the spirits in, in the, like, the, the strongest spirits in the hotel are children. Mm-hmm. And so she has us hold these dum-dums in our palms upside down with the stick sticking straight up and tries to get the spirits to push them over. Huh. And I, I saw it happen a couple times. This one lady's like fell down and went rolled up her arm. Weird. It was weird. And then mine did it at the very end of the tour. Yeah? Yeah, it was like we were down in the basement. And she said, okay, I'm going to turn off the lights. And as soon as, as soon as she turned off the lights, mine like fell aggressively. I was like, oh my god, nobody else could see that. <laughs> but then when she turned the lights back on, I tried to get him to do it again, and it like it leaned. That was the part that was really weird. Because I couldn't I couldn't recreate it no matter how hard I tried. Mm-hmm. So it just like leaned really far and then finally fell over. Interesting. So yeah, I I don't know what it was, I can't explain it, but it was interesting. <laughs> and uh there was there was three weddings that day at the Stanley Hotel. Why why? I, I don't know. <laughs> But so we couldn't go into some places, like the ballroom and the kitchen and places like that. Mm. So we got to go to the fourth floor, which is apparently the most haunted floor. Mm-hmm. But normally people can't go up there because there's people staying there. Right. And you said that, like, despite the fact that 217 was a shining room, it's 410? 401. 401. Yeah, they say that's the most most active room. And there's a guy named Dunraven that apparently haunts that room. Interesting. Yeah. And we saw the endless hallway. My girlfriend and her sister took a picture of themselves holding hands. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Um, and then uh, you had a drink in the lobby bar. I had a drink called the Red Rum. <laughs> Naturally. Yep. In the lobby bar. Right, right in the lobby. In the lobby. <laughs> I saw the uh, man landed on the moon newspaper. Yeah. Like you told me, I didn't even know this, that that oh, Stanley was where they filmed... Uh, Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. I had no clue. And the Shining miniseries was also filmed there. It was filmed at Stanley. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. And apparently Jim Carrey had something happen while he was there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like he was. He stayed there one night, and he told the producers, "I'm not staying there again." He's like, "I will come get on set when we film. Once we're done, I'm gone." <laughs> but nobody knows what happened. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I don't believe in ghosts so it's, right i'll take this everything you're telling me with a grain of salt I mean, but, i'm just relaying what, right yeah, what yeah. i was told but. yeah but i mean yeah it, See, i don't i there are weird things that happen in the world I'll i don't know that, what but. i believe i consider myself like an, an open-minded skeptic i guess uh-huh like the same way i'm with religion like i don't necessarily believe it but if someone can prove it to me yeah i'm willing to believe sure bitch i might believe <laughs> um 
like I said, with a lollipop, like I don't I don't know what it was, but it was it was something interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. I recommend it. If anybody, you know, goes to Estes Park, Colorado, it's definitely worth going on the tour. Was there a lot of stuff to do in Estes Park? No. Okay. <laughs> so it it's very touristy though. The town. A lot of shopping and stuff, yeah. Mm. I assume because of the hotel. Probably, yeah. I've been to a lot of places like that. Or it's just like because of one thing that it becomes like a tourist spot, but like the town isn't that cool place to hang out. Like right. Go there for a day trip. They also they have a pet cemetery. <laughs> oh at, yeah. At the the um, Stanley. Is it spelled S E M? There was no sign. <laughs> she, she was saying she was like, we don't know if the book pet cemetery is inspired by this. We like to think that it is. Maybe the. Uh, it's not. <laughs> I know, but she was like, you know, may, maybe the front desk person when he stayed here was named Carrie. I don't know. <laughs> but they're like doing construction at the pet cemetery and they moved the headstones. They just moved the headstones. <laughs> she did not confirm or deny if the ground was Salah. <laughs> Sometimes that is better. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was like, oh, that's so sad. And somebody else was like. Why is that sad? They're like, because they're all dead. And I was like, sometimes dead is better. <laughs> she looked at me like I was an idiot. <laughs> um, I also got confirmation that Zach Baggins is indeed a douchebag. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> we were in the Ice House, which I don't know why it's called that. But um, apparently on the show, he said that that's where they throw all their dead bodies. And she was like, absolutely not. <laughs> who throws who, who throws the dead bodies? <laughs> Or no, it was, the, it was the mattresses that people died on. That's what it was. Oh. He said that that's where they threw the, all the mattresses that people died on. She was like, no, that's not. We just flip them over and no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, apparently he was like a total dick the whole time he was there, too. <laughs> so, I was, you know, it was nice to get vindication on my beliefs of right. his douchebaggery. <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed your trip. I did. Yeah. Um, I, I, I talked about my trip before already but like i was just watching this video earlier on facebook um and it was um evan peters finn whitrock and dennis o'hare from american horror story Mm -hmm. going through the american horror story maze at universal studios i saw pictures of franco there too oh yeah yeah (laughs) um but it's funny they're like they had cameras obviously following them and they're all like screaming and having a good time and, you know, maybe shilling a little bit. I don't know. But like they seemed a lot more affected by it than I was. <laughs> um, and it's like I'm sitting there watching it with my wife and I'm like, you know, sometimes I wish that my life wasn't just so engrossed in horror. Yeah, because you're jaded. Yeah. And then that's what she said. It's like you're probably just just jaded and desensitized to it. I'm like, well, yeah, sure. We're a little dead inside. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you know, I've been – this. Horror has been such a, a large part of my life for so long. And especially since we started this show, it's like my hobby is horror now. Yeah. Um, it's just like that's kind of stuff just doesn't affect me like I wish it would sometimes. Yeah. But um, yeah. also, I'm going to I'm going to post uh, at, at least I'll post photos on the website from the Stanley's. So. Right. Yeah, I, I've got a few from my trip. Uh, I, I know I said I was going to put those up, and I haven't yet, but um, I'm getting there. I don't like. I don't know what I'm going to say. I may just do the same, just post pictures. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is this and this and this. Um, 
Did I talk about the Queen Mary? I don't think so. Oh, okay. We did We did two tours because it was a, a package deal. One was just a regular ship tour, and the other was a ghost tour. Um, and um, apparently the, the ship has a lot of history with, like, death on it. Um, and, you know, my wife loves that shit. Like, like I said, well, like ghosts and, you know, ghost (laughs) stories and stuff. Um, she watches douchebaggins on his show all the time. You should stop that. I can't. I put the kibosh on it. I've tried and it always ends up with me getting dirty looks. So he's a dildo. He is a dildo. Um, and I haven't even met him. I know he is. You've had conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but anyway, uh, it's funny, like. I guess at some point the Queen Mary, even though it was a cruise liner, it was actually used during World War II as as a uh, um, a soldier transport. Oh yeah, yeah, bringing soldiers from here to the UK and and back. Um, <laughs> apparently, at one point it collided with a ship. Um, I think it was another. Another warship of some kind? I don't remember. Um, but it collided, like, the, the, the bow of the ship just obliterated this other ship. Uh, obviously, a big cruise liner versus a, a tiny little ship. Not tiny, but another ship. It just obliterated it. And um, they managed to, to rescue a few of the, the um, passengers on the ship. Um, but one of the survivors happened to be the captain. And so... They think that God, I, don't know, I'm, I might I might have this wrong. So if anybody's been to the Queen Mary and knows the story better than I do, don't hesitate to tell us. Um, but if I remember right, they suspect that there are the spirits of the crew of that ship living like in the bow, inside the bow of the Queen Mary. Like in one of the subfloors, like down in the in the hull somewhere, um, and they think that they're like upset because they think the captain captain should have gone down with the ship or something to that effect. Um, but yeah, it was, it was I, I even I have to admit it was creepy. Yeah. Um, because there's like no lights. I mean, this is a place that isn't open to guests because it's a hotel. Um. Like, people go there and, and stay the night. Um, basically, they turned all the all the cabins into actual hotel rooms. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I mean, we go through a door that says, you know, crew members only on it. And, you know, it's like, the guy actually has to unlock it to let us in and stuff like that. So, takes us down and, like, you see, like, their storage room, like where they keep all the extra mattresses and all the extra lamps and things like that. And like old, cause they do um, like, uh, like exhibits there, like old, like display cases and stuff, just sitting there gathering dust. And then you go like into the bow, like a place that hasn't been touched or renovated in, you know, a hundred years. Um, or I guess it was decommissioned in like the fifties or something. Um, until, you know, that long, but like the port, the, spot where they actually would um, lower cargo from the deck down into the the hull. Um, and I guess I think he said that like that was a place where people would constantly get injured and like there, there was like the safety gate around this 
probably like four or five story drop. Oh, jeez. Um, and he said that that didn't used to be there. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, like when people actually worked on the ship, when there was actually a live crew. Yeah, so people would fall in. That, that, I mean, he hinted at that. I don't think he actually gave an instance, but he said it was, yeah, it was a very dangerous job. I bet. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's it a creepy place. Um, reminded me a lot of like images you've seen of like the Titanic. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously it had a, a few more modern conveniences in it for the time it was built, but apparently it's, it's bigger than Titan- Titanic. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't either. Um, and I guess like the Titanic was the biggest for its time, but that, that title didn't last long because hmm. very shortly after the ships got much bigger. So yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, I just, it, occurred to me i hadn't mentioned that part of my trip but. so um but yeah so it was halloween it's, i know it's not halloween yet in fact i think when you're listening to us it's halloween's almost another week away it's like the t- this comes out the 26th i think something like that so yeah five days but i mean it's the last wednesday before right um yeah because it'll be wednesday and then halloween's on tuesday monday monday so um but we hope you are getting ready for everything hope you got some spooky festivities planned yeah nothing too grand on our end we like we've mentioned we usually have a party to go to slash host but just not doing that this year yeah we are going to see uh jason takes manhattan right so (laughs) and play bingo yeah that'll be fun yeah it's some kind of it's called b-movie bingo and it's you know like the the squares are like you know Someone on screen has a mustache. And you check mm-hmm. that box and try to get bingo. Yeah. Uh, it calls it, it says it's high stakes. I don't know what the prizes are, but <laughs> you know, chop off your fingers or something. <laughs> yeah. <I don't> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I'm currently writing an article. I told you about this yesterday, uh, but I'm or not an article, but a blog post on our website for I'm rating all the Friday the 13th from, from worst to best. Um, and uh, that's that's like up at the top of the list. <laughs> it's not. It's not very good. No, it's real bad. I just like I I berate it like I'm angry at it. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm trying to get that out as soon as possible. Hopefully, maybe it'll be out before this episode comes out. I don't know, but like it's twelve movies that I'm writing about. Yeah, that's fucking exhausting. Twelve movies that are fairly similar. Yeah, I mean, it's like Jason in a mask. I'm getting to the point where it's just like, uh, I like this movie better than the last one I wrote about, and so it's this number. <laughs> I'm seriously getting to that point. I'm running out of things to say. Um, but anyway. um, so, uh, I guess before we really get into things, I uh, want to thank our Patreon patrons. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be Max Zaleski, Skeptical Crypto, Kevin Nesgoda, and our new patrons, the Horror Addicts, Yay. which is another local act. Yeah, um, check them out on YouTube. Yeah, they uh, do reviews and, um, I mean, kind of like similar shtick to us, except in a video format. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- much thanks to them uh, for their contributions. Uh, if you want to help us out, we're actually working towards a specific goal now. We want to try and get to $40 a month. Um, 
and get some new equipment. I think I put 50 just for tax tax purposes just to cover tax yeah, <laughs> and fees. You know. um, yeah. We're slowly upgrading our equipment. Hopefully you've noticed maybe a slight improvement in our sound. I mean, we still have the same dumb voices, but yeah, <laughs> still talk about stupid shit. <laughs> we just sound better doing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're working towards, I guess, $50 a month. Um, and to upgrade our equipment here, we've got new mics and we want to get a new mixer and some new headphones and, and sitch. Quite. So, uh, so tell a friend. Yeah, if you can get to our Patreon through our website or it's just patreon.com slash podcast. There we go. So uh, give us money. <laughs> Bring money. <laughs> um, next order of business. Uh, do you want to do this now? Or you yeah, do yeah. Okay. Um, so we said before that we were going to do a gi- uh, giveaway of a couple of our shirts. Um, and uh, we had a raffle that lasted a week, two, two, two weeks. weeks. week and a half. Um, and... This is, op- I mean, everything, all the t-shirts we have are included. Um, no hoodies because those cost us a fortune. But, <laughs> um, I mean, if you want to go buy a hoodie, please By do. By all means. Um, They're only $35. That's cheaper than most hoodies. It is cheaper. Um, most people will charge you probably 45 or more. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, uh, yeah, any of our shirts are available. We've got um, our standard logo, uh, black shirt with our with a modified standard logo on it, and then of course our new alternate logo that's on the back of our new hoodies. We've got that just front and center on a new shirt. So all the shirts are available to you. Um, so we picked our winners um, through totally random selection. So we didn't play any favorites, um, and so we'll go ahead and well, Taylor, why don't you go ahead and announce our winners? Uh, well, our winners are. I hope I'm saying this right. Bria Ariola and Haley Knighton. Congratulations to the winners. Thank you very much for contributing. Um, and uh, we'll be reaching out to you. Yeah, we'll contact you as soon as we can. Get your sizes and addresses and whatnots. Right. Get your measurements. <laughs> Creeper. <laughs> now they don't want them. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, so from here... Unless you have anything else to talk about? Um, nope. Okay. Well, I guess we'll start on some... Well, actually, we do have a couple things before we get into real horror business. Um, so we talked before about uh, Friday the 13th. Like This movie's never fucking coming no, out. It's really not. It's done. Put a fucking machete in it. It's going to go back to New Line or whoever the right, rights are reverting to. Uh, and just, just give him to Victor Miller and let him do whatever the fuck he wants with it at this I point. Just, I don't know if he's going to do anything, but that's the thing. We talked before oh, about... Bullshit. He's going to sell it for the highest bidder. Yeah, probably. After all this bitching, he'll probably sell his rights to Paramount or something. Or Sean Cunningham. Um, but <laughs> he'll he'll get the rights back from Sean Cunningham just to turn around and sell them back to Sean Cunningham. Because yeah. he's, he's clearly just being a cock. Um yeah, I guess there was a... Because he's currently being sued by Cunningham. Right, for... Because he wants... He filed to get the rights back as of, I think, July of 2018. And then he's being sued, saying he doesn't have the right to do that because it was a worked-for-hire Right, he was thing. just a yeah, hired gun. Um, 
You know, yeah, he filed a motion to dismiss because he's saying he, he didn't have any kind of contract. Well, he had a contract, but the contract didn't explicitly say work for hire. So, yeah. Lawyer bullshit. Law. So, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, I don't know. It's dumb. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just, it's really just fucking up this whole thing. It really is. But, like, it doesn't really affect the current movie, because even if you won, he, it wouldn't go into effect until, like I said, 2018. Right. So, who knows? But, I mean, if Paramount doesn't get their shit together... If they gonna... don't put out a movie next year, they lose the rights anyways. Yeah, and, I mean, they've already said October 2017... Yeah, but it's been pushed back 17 times already. Right. But, I mean, that's the last Friday the 13th of that year. Yeah, and we know they can't release it on a Friday that's not the 13th. Right. It's so dumb. Um, but, yeah. It was just, I, and then, speaking of movies that are never going to come out, I'm giving up on fucking Trick or Treat 2. Oh, I know. Michael Doherty's now apparently in talks to write and direct Godzilla 2. Which is supposed to come out in 2019, which pushes Trick or Treat 2 to fucking 2020 at the earliest. Does anybody even want to see that? I don't know. I don't I don't fucking care about Godzilla. Like, how do you make a... Like, I know the original script called for Mechagodzilla. So, if that's a thing that you care about. No. But it's like... It's... Uh, I don't know. They're making Godzilla 2 because Kong I- Skull Island comes out next year. And then in 2020, they're going to make Con- King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, I, I don't give a shit about Godzilla. I never really have. Um, I mean, I saw the Matthew Broderick one, and it was okay, even though people say it's terrible. It's like it's, it's, my girlfriend loves it. Loves it? Yeah. I don't. I, I have no explanation. Interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I and then I saw the one with uh, Brian Cranston and and Kickass. I mean, yeah, that was fine. It was okay, but it was a Godzilla movie. Yeah, but it's like I'm not—I wasn't itching for a sequel. No, I don't give a shit. I want fucking Trick or Treat two, like I was promised three years ago. Yeah, um, like this one week from today, we're fil- we're recording this on the twenty second, so the October 29th will be the three year anniversary of when they announced it. <sighs> and he hasn't even written it yet. He keeps saying it, conceptually it's there or whatever. But it's like, just sit down and write the thing. It's, it's bullshit. It's like we've said about Friday the 13th. It's really not that hard to write. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I want to give credit where credit's due. I mean, the way that he wrote the first one. It's great. Yeah. I mean, this, the stories were good and the way they interconnected was, was awesome. Um, but, I mean, if you, if you have the ideas. Oh, we got you, creepy crow sounds in the background now. Ooh, Halloween. Spooky. <laughs> If you want to, if you have the concept and you have the ideas for the stories, as it, he's kind of hinted that he does, it seems like it should just write itself. Well, yeah, and he could have just made the comic book into part two or that. Yeah, um, I don't know. He's he's pissing me off, is what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, I. I Detect he keeps, that he's he keeps go- fucking dancing around it every time someone asks him, and he's like, "Oh, well, we made this comic book, and now we're doing this Atmos effects thing." And it's like, I don't care about all that. I want the movie. Yeah, I, I kind of detect that he's going for the bigger paychecks, which I, I can't blame him for that. I sure. guess, but um, 
I want fucking trick or treat. He says he wants to make it. He says Legendary wants to make it. Where's the hold up? Right. But I mean, he, he did Krampus, which was okay at best. Yeah. Um, and now Godzilla, which nobody's gonna like it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to say, it just it might be good, but it's just not what I want. Well, it's like Godzilla was everything that you could want an Americanized version of Godzilla to be. Yeah. And people still bitched about it. <laughs> so I, I don't know what they expect him to achieve. Well, it's like you and I talked about this off mic that making a sequel to Godzilla is like making a sequel to Space Jam. It's like, oh, the monster's back, and now we have to do the same thing that we did before. Yeah. This is dumb. It's unnecessary. Yeah. I mean, you know, if if you actually want to see Godzilla 2, tell us about it. Write it like in the show notes here on this episode. Tell us why, because we honestly just don't understand it. Um. And if you want to see Trick or Treat two, two more, like we do, go tell Michael Doherty. Go right on his Twitter. Maybe Talk. I'll do a uh, a Twitter poll. I'll tag Michael Doherty in it. There you go. Get him real fired up. Yeah. <laughs> Get out the pitchforks and torches. <laughs> um. Yeah. So okay. Now we're gonna do actual horror business. Rant over. Going good old Sacramento, California. Fucking Sacramento. Fucking armpit of California. Uh, sorry, sorry, Sacramento people, but I just... I'm not. Well, Taylor's not. But. Give me your basketball team. <laughs> oh, that's right. Taylor's salty against Sacramento. <laughs> um, I just don't like it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like it before. So. <laughs> right, it's, it's just, I don't know. Dirty, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, but in Sacramento, uh, and if you live there, you've likely you, already you heard know. about this. <laughs> um, the police uh, discovered a transient woman uh, identified as, or by her neighbor, or, yes, by her neighbor. How does a homeless woman have a neighbor? Well, I think they, she lives in like a homeless compound. In this like a lives, tent city? Basically, yeah, and this guy lives next to that. Got it. Uh said her name was Victoria. Uh, she was found walking around with a little a staff, I guess you might call it staff. No, it was a stick. It was, it was well, like a branch. She was brandishing it like she was proud of it, I guess. But it wasn't like, like a giant walking stick like you would expect. It was like a stick. Sure. Like a shillelagh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she was just strutting around town with uh, this stick and on top of it was a human skull. Yep. And when the cops came to her and said, hey, where's that, where'd that skull come from, Victoria? She's like, oh, I found it. <laughs> and uh, when they said, well, where, where'd you find it? She says, right over there, kind of right where I, where I live. And sure enough, there's just uh, human remains just hanging out there. 
in this by this homeless camp. Um, and nobody knows who it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, this neighbor said that it was in like the bushes. Yeah, and he <laughs> he said that he smelled something, and like walked over and investigated and saw that it was a body and just was like hell no nah, and just <laughs> didn't report it. <laughs> What? Why did she have the head on it, or the skull on a stick? That's what I want to know. Maybe she wanted to like send a message or something. Nobody better come over here. Yeah, like this is the skull of my f- my foes, fall- yeah, my fallen foe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it wasn't like a pike, like you would expect. Yeah, just a stick. It was and she like just a put stick. the skull on there. Yeah, I mean, like there is a hole at the bottom of a human skull where like the spinal cord runs through and yeah. like the, like where the spine connects. Um, and I guess you could put a stick through there. I assume that's what she did. Yeah. I mean, or like under the jaw. Sure. I mean, I guess I never really, I mean, you know, you think of a skull, you know what a skull looks like. I mean, I've got one right over there. You don't have a real one. Oh, no. But, it, it, like, if you, like, open... Or do I? <laughs> no, you don't. You're right. <laughs> if you open... But it's the... Halloween. I had to be spooky. <laughs> <laughs> if you open a skull's jaw and you, like, look in the underside of it, like, I don't really... I can't create that image in my head. I don't know what it looks like. Hmm. I don't know. I guess it's not relevant. Not particularly. Yeah. It's just one of those things you think about. Just where, just, would, you, where would you put a stick in yeah. a skull? <laughs> you know, just me thinking my thoughts. <laughs> but anyway, so um, yeah, the police are investigating, um, but they don't know who it is. Uh, I mean, the story is probably a couple days old. Well, actually, by the time you're hearing it, it's about a week old. Um, so maybe something's changed by then but as of the date we're recording they don't know who the hell it is so uh i hope they figure it out because nobody should just die like that and nobody knows yeah i mean i i would think it's probably another homeless person if it was in this homeless encampment one would think but if like if she just had the skull like how long has this body been there yeah, I mean, it's obviously, I mean, a, a body doesn't decompose overnight. Exactly. Um, so, I, I guess that, that's it. Yeah, way, way to go, Sacramento. So, I guess we'll move on. So, in news that surprise probably absolutely no one not me uh as of october 16th the walking dead has been renewed for season eight uh this is a full week before the season seven premiere which is tomorrow as of this recording right by the time you listen to this you will have known who negan killed looking forward to it i've I've read something saying that he actually kills two people i've read things that there were like thoughts and theories that he kills more than one right um yeah, I mean, we don't really know Negan as a character. I mean, unless you read the comics. 
but I don't know. I don't think it's following the comics. I don't think he's killing who he kills in the comics. That's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I think I think most people, like maybe at least in our age bracket, know who he kills. I think it's maybe the older people. In the comic? Yeah. Uh, I think it's probably older people that watch it that, that aren't aware of it. That Like the type of people that like didn't even know that this was a comic before. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, okay, like I said, this is October 22nd as of this recording, so I'm going on record. My belief is that it's Eugene, and if it's more than one, I think the other one's Abraham. Mm. Why? The end of last season kind of started to focus on Eugene a little more, Mm -hmm. and they always do that, where they start focusing on someone, make him very likable, then kill him off. That's a good point. Like that girl with the glasses, the one that was kind mm-hmm. of a makeshift doctor. Yeah. Yeah. And they like to like keep the same deaths as the comic, but change the character. Because like, her death, the arrow through the eye, that was Abraham in the comics. Right. Uh, yeah, so it very well, could, very well could be. That's that's my guess. But you, you, you're liking uh, Eugene more than Abraham. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We will. I mean, if it if it's the person that he kills in the comic, then that's gonna be pretty fucked up. Yeah, I don't know, people are not gonna like that. I hope it's Daryl at this point. Fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> so Just, sick of Daryl at this point. Why? Because of the everyone is like, oh my god, if Daryl dies, we riot. Shut the fuck up. No, you won't. <laughs> You're a pussy. <laughs> you won't do shit. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, AMC president Charlie Collier says, "Eeny, meeny, miny, more." Right? Uh, <laughs> Negan, <laughs> I need to get a Negan pop like toot sweet. Um, he says, uh, "What a joy to partner with Robert Kirkman, Scott Gimple, and some of the hardest working people in television to bring The Walking Dead to the fans." Most important, thanks to the fans for breathing life into this remarkable series right along with us. Is that a zombie pun? Because if it is, it's terrible. <laughs> Maybe. It's a bit of a reach. Yeah. Uh, it's going to premiere late 2017. I'm going to guess probably somewhere in October. You'd think. Yeah. Probably. Um, and the first episode of season eight will be the 100th episode. 100! That's too many. Is it? Our, our 100th episode will be the first episode of 2018. Well, right. But we do like... This is actually like our 95th episode if you count October Amas and Drunken Cinemas and... Wow. You actually keep track of that? No, but it's lit, like in Podbean it says oh, that's 94 right. uploads. Right. Uh, and then, of course, that also comes another season of Talking Dead. <clears throat> right. So got to keep Chris Hardwick working. <laughs> Hardwick working. Hard work. Hard work working. He should be hard work. He's the hardest working man in Hollywood. That guy does so much shit. Yeah. Like, I think it's probably him and Seacrest that are probably the hardest working people. Is Seacrest still? Does he I still don't... get work? Well, he he does a Isn't lot he of doing being, XM radio now. He he has a radio show. Like this, I guess this information is a few years old. But he like does a radio show. He was hosting American Idol. Um, he I think he hosts another show, like one of those entertainment shows. Um, and he has his product, own production company, and he just does a lot of shit. And like from everything I was hearing, like that dude's got to work like seven days a week. Hmm. So. 
I didn't know if that was still if he was still that relevant. Like I said, that that's that information is several years old. I mean, and obviously, American Idol isn't a thing anymore. So, right. but Hardwick's got this. He's got At Midnight. He's got all his Nerdist stuff. Right. So, anyway, um, wonder if I uh, wonder if CM Punk will be back. He was kind of a regular on Talking Dead. Was he? I, I've like I've, I've watched like one episode of Talking Dead. Which is, I've only seen a handful. Is, I have no interest in it. Yeah, I don't really either. I mean, if they had like cast members more regularly, they do I, sometimes. They sometimes, yeah. But if it was like maybe like a lot every, of times they'll bring on cast members of characters that just died. Right. Like I think they had Tyrese or Chad something. Chad Thomas? No. They like had him on right after the, the episode aired where he died. Mm, right. He's the new bad guy on The Flash. No, Arrow, sorry. Oh, that's who you meant. You emailed me and said Tyrese is the new big bad on The Flash. I thought you meant like Tyrese, like from Fast and the Furious. <laughs> no, I was no. like, I don't care. That's Tyrese with one E. Ty- Tyrese Gibson? Is that his name? Yeah, sounds right. But I was like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I fucking tell you that? I don't know. But, yeah, he's just this dude that's like, he kicks the shit out of people, and he's like, just slowly taking over the the underground crime scene. Sounds like a good role for him. Yeah, he just, Does he just scream at people on the subway? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. But seriously, he just, like, his character, he just showed up and just started kicking the shit out of all the crime lords, and he's like, I, I run this town now. <laughs> It's like, well, okay. It's one way to do it. Yeah. And like he beats the shit. Like he puts on these brass knuckles and just beats the shit out of people. <laughs> I like him. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah. What, what do they want? Like 20 seasons of Walking Dead or something? Isn't that, isn't that what they said? I guess. But like, wasn't it? I think it was Kirkman, I think, just said that like everybody on Walking Dead has uh, an ex- expiration date. I think he put it. It's like nobody unlocking to a safe, so not even Daryl, not not Rick. That's kind of the appeal of it, right? But I mean, I think Rick is the only original character. That's something like if if Rick died and the show kept going, it would feel like season nine of Scrubs. Yeah, of course I gotta throw a Scrubs. Go back to Scrubs, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) where it was like they just shoehorn Zach Braff in by having him do the the voiceovers at the end. Well, it's like all the. Like I can remember when they first now we're going, going or like when John again. Lovitz joined News Radio. Oh right, after Phil Hartman. Yeah, yeah. It's like no, just, just stop it. Just end it. Okay. It's like have a little respect. Um, but yeah, I think like in season nine of Scrubs, like all the original cast members were they agreed that they were going to be in like three episodes each or something like that, just to do like a kind of a transition type thing. Yeah. And they were going to kind of like stagger it. So they weren't all in the same episodes. Um, and I think Turk and Cox were the only original ones that were constant, but plus if Rick dies, then Carl's your fucking leader. Yeah. Fuck Carl. Fucking Carl. You know, when I, I knew that in the comics, Carl got, he, he lost an eye. Yeah. But I was really hoping that they were going to kill him when they when he got shot in the eye. Dude, I... Yeah. I was glad that the the kid that shot him got killed. That was nice. That kid was annoying, too, yeah. Both of those kids were fucking awful. But yeah, like, when when he got shot, and he's just like... 
dad? And you just see him just bleeding. I was like, oh my god, yes. <laughs> oh, it's like a drug. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. And then they came back from commercial and he was alive and I was just like, son of a bitch! <laughs> but, like, in, in the comics, Rick and, I think, still Carl are the only original from the start characters still left. When is Rick going to lose his fucking hand? That's what I want to know. I don't know. They've talked about that before, and they said that it's just like the the implic like the the technological implications that would be involved in having him missing his hand every episode is just like too great. Can he just wear like a green glove? But then they'd have to CGI it out CGI out his hand in every scene that he's in. Mm. And yeah. that's all. That's a. I mean, even though that's probably like the most well funded show on television, I have to imagine. Like probably in the top three at least. Yeah, I mean, that's that's quite a financial undertaking. I think this is true. And you know, it's like if if he was wearing a jacket all the time, that might be a different story because I could cover it up with a sleeve and mm-hmm. kind of fudge it a little bit. But because he's got, um, you know, he wears short sleeves all the time. It's, but enough. like even on uh, Ash vs Evil Dead, he's got like a mechanical hand to, so they can fudge that. Yeah. So. So you're saying they should give Rick a mechanical hand? They should give Rick. <laughs> they should get a suit of armor and use some medieval new age engineering. Dude, if if there's a fucking zombie apocalypse, I'm getting a suit of armor. <laughs> That's fucking genius. <laughs> that is the safest thing you could possibly do. Anyway. So, uh, anything else to say about Walking Dead? Just just more. Yeah, and, and can we just give up on Fear of the Walking Dead already? Please stop. It's so bad. Their ratings keep getting worse, too. I haven't been following that. Oh, yeah. They're, it's like the more Walking Dead goes up, the farther down Fear of the Walking Dead gets. I wonder how long it's going to take for them to just stop. I don't know. Because it already got renewed for another season, didn't it? I don't know. I think it did. It might have. Like, I, I could be wrong, but... I mean, that sounds like such a dumb idea to begin with, and I just... I mean, I thought it was kind of cool to have, like, you know, the beginning of the outbreak and stuff, but it just didn't work. Yeah. Mainly because the characters are bad. Yeah, the characters. I mean, we've talked about that before. Just the characters are fucking awful. You don't, it's like, there's no one to like. It's like, you know, in Walking, in The Walking Dead, like, the, the, the original, like, all of the characters, they're damaged. But you, you you like them anyway because their personalities you know, like you know that they are good people trying to be good in a tough situation. But it's like in Fear of the Walking Dead, they're just shitty people that yeah. don't want to work together. So I think that's the difference. Yeah. Anyway, so I guess maybe you just move on then. Yeah, I'm done with this. Okay. Some people call me the space cowboy Yeah Some call me the gangster of love Some people call me Maurice Cause I speak So we mentioned before that Netflix is uh, taking on (laughs) Stephen King adaptation in uh, Gerald's game Um they're starting filming on that, or they're going to be. Do we have a date? I 
think. Oh no, it's happening now. Principal photography is happening now. Okay. Um, they did. Uh, they they cast. Uh, they cast Jesse and Gerald, uh, and Carla Gugino, and Bruce Greenwood, which are both great actors. Carla Gugino, you'd know her from like Sin City and Spin City. What? Spin City. She's in Spin City. Yeah. Well, she was also in Sin City. Was she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was like in the, like the later seasons of Spin City. She was banging Michael J. Fox. Oh, I didn't watch Spin City really. My parents. Did. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, I watch it sometimes. Until they replace Michael J. Fox with Charlie Sheen, just like just like we were just saying <laughs> when they try and carry things over after one person leaves. Right. Um. But yeah, she was in. Uh, I guess Spin City. She was in Sin City. Um, and Spy Kids, uh, and, and Watchmen, uh, and then Bruce Greenwood, he was, uh, he, he was most recently in Star, uh, Star Trek, um, and God, drawing a blank on anything else he's been in, he's been in a lot of stuff though, <laughs> you know, some good stuff. He was in movies. He's in so many movies. He's <laughs> in that Double Jeopardy movie with Ashley Judd, which I really like. Mm. Good, good stuff. Yep. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, they're both starring as Jesse and Gerald, uh, respectively. Um, and we mentioned that Mike Flanagan of Oculus and Hush fame uh, is taking over directorial roles, uh, role, and um, he also helped adapt the script with Jeff Howard, who also wrote Oculus, and I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, good. Mm. You know, it is what it is. Those 90s teen horrors, man, those just, those were, that was a dark time. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it got us through. It got us through the 90s. <laughs> yeah. But it also, like, if, if, those didn't, if those hadn't come out, if those teen slashers hadn't come out in the 90s, where would horror be right now? But it paved the way for PG-13 horror, I feel. That's true, but, I mean, I think horror would be dead if it weren't for those. I suppose. I mean, maybe it would be on another upswing, like a lot of genres do. They kind of die out and then make this comeback. But, honestly, I think horror would have just stagnated and died in the 90s if it weren't for those teen slashers. I guess. Um, because there wasn't a lot else, if you think about it. That's true. Um, there wasn't a lot of good horror in the 90s at all. No, there really wasn't. I mean, you had... Well, the Scream. Hmm? Scream. Scream was good. The Scream kind of falls into those teen slashers, That's though. That's true. I mean, that that really inspired like things like I Know you, I know What You Did Last Summer and like Urban Legend, those types of things. Oh, Urban Legend, that movie's so bad. It was really bad. <laughs> um... But uh, anyway, so yeah, they're uh, working on that. Uh, it's, of course, based on Stephen King's uh, 1992 novel with the same name. Oh, Carl Striken's going to be in this? Fuck yeah. What? Carl Striken is in this. Lurch. Oh, nice. And, of course, Katie Siegel. I imagine he'll probably star as, like, the Space Cowboy or something. Sure. And then Kate Siegel, who is Flanagan's wife, will, of course, be in it. That's right. Uh, we've talked about it before. 
She's in Luigi, huh? Of course she is. She's in all his movies. <laughs> it's like Sherry Which, Moon Zombie and Rob Zombie. She was in Hush? She was the main character in Hush. She was the deaf girl. Katie Siegel? No, she wasn't. Yes, she was. No. Yes. You're wrong about that. I'm going to investigate right now. You fucking investigate the shit out I'm, of it. I'm so going to investigate. Are that. you thinking of Kate Siegel, who was Peg Bundy? No. Wait, oh. Well, I'm thinking of... Fuck. Not, Katie Seagal was Peg Bundy. Right. Um, I'm right, though, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out who I was thinking of. I don't know who the hell you're thinking of. Well, for those of Katie you... Katie Sackoff, that's who I was thinking of. I don't know who that is. She played the mom in Oculus. Oh. That's who I was thinking of, and I, I couldn't place her in, in uh, Hush. Anyway. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Gerald's Game is a 1992 suspense novel by Stephen King. Those of you that didn't listen to the episode where he first mentioned this. Right. Uh, they've gone to their... Uh, Jesse and Gerald have gone to their summer home and for a romantic interlude, and... Uh, Jesse gets handcuffed to the bedposts and then gets tired of Gerald's games. Uh, hey, you've, you've read this. Maybe you should. I haven't read it, but oh, no. Um, you know more about it. Than basically, I yeah, they go out to the. Was this like a sex thing? Yeah, like they, they kind of found the only way they could really spice up their sex life, which has gotten kind of stale, is to do things like this, like, you know, handcuffs and shit like that. You ever been handcuffed to the bed? Nope. I don't trust anybody in the world to, like, <laughs> to do that. Um, never been handcuffed been tied i don't i don't want that i don't want any part of that i'm not a kinky person so i'm not really either yeah and i just i like i said i don't i don't trust somebody to to bind me like that i don't not even my wife it's just my weird little paranoia i guess right. but <laughs> anyway uh, give, it, give it a few years <laughs> okay wise one um so yeah, uh, Jesse and Gerald, their marriage and their sex life has gotten kind of stale. They kind of tr- spice things up by handcuffing her to the bed, um, and she kind of changes her mind. But Gerald's like, "Oh no, you know, basically kind of a almost a rape type mentality, alpha male." Kind yeah, of. just basically saying we're going to do this. This is happening. <laughs> oh, but you can just lay back. <laughs> Uh, um, anyway, and then, uh, she, like, I don't know, she, like, fights him off and, like, kicks him off the bed or something, and he whacks his head and, or no, I think he, like, cuts open his neck and just bleeds out there on the floor or something like that. Shit. Anyway, and then, uh, when she starts to get dehydrated and starts to starve, um, she starts to hallucinate. And become delirious, and she starts imagining this figure called that she calls a space cowboy. Um, and uh, yeah, that's kind of it's basically a book about her just her delirium and her trying to get all out of this cabin because she's handcuffed to the bed. Interesting. So, hmm. well, yeah, uh, Flanagan says that this is like his lifelong dream to make this make this movie. That's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I can think of like so many other 
Stephen King books that I'd rather make. Like ones that haven't actually even been made. Like what? Uh, Doctor Sleep. Well, that's fairly new, though. Sure, but I'd rather make that. I'd call that more of a dream. But you can't say it's a lifelong dream. Well, um, I guess. Whatever. But, I mean, how old is Flanagan? Like, maybe a few years older than us? Yeah, probably. That came out in 92? Well, okay, he says it's been his dream project for 20 years. He's a lifelong fan of Stephen King. Okay, well. Anyway. I don't know, could be cool. (laughs) Could be cool. I like Mike Flanagan. I like things on Netflix. (laughs) Because they free? (laughs) Well, not free, but... Well, you know, it's not pay-by-watch. Right. Uh, I signed up for Shudder. Oh, you did? Well, I got like a, a trial, mm. feeling it out. But as far as I can tell, all of Shutter's library is free if you have Amazon Prime. Really? Yeah, or like, not not free, sorry. You can watch it through Amazon for free if you have a Shutter account. Interesting. Yeah. But, I mean, you do have to pay for both, which is, that that's kind of the rub. And it doesn't really make sense to do that. Um, if you have something like, like a like a Chromecast or something that has a Shutter app on it, it just makes more sense to use that. But like because I do all my, or most of my movie watching through my PlayStation, and there isn't a Shutter app for PlayStation mm-hmm. yet, I can stream those movies through Amazon. Makes sense. Yeah. Which yeah, I actually watched one of our our movies through there because it was on Shutter. Oh, so didn't cool. Have, didn't have to pay. Is that why you picked it? Hmm? Is that why you picked it? Not that one. Oh. Um. And no, I mean like uh, I'll get into that later. Never mind. All right. <laughs> so let's move on. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. So if there's one place that you'd always trust for good horror, it's MTV. Oh, yeah. Right? Right? Anyone? Bueller? Uh, the team behind Teen Wolf is developing a War of the Worlds TV show for MTV. Oh, boy. This is a thing that's happening. Uh, writer Andrew Cochran and executive producer Jeff Davis, who is also developing the Let the Right One In TV show, which is another thing nobody wants. Uh, they're developing this show after Teen Wolf ends this season. Uh, if you don't know, then you're dumb. But War of the Worlds <laughs> is based on an H.G. Wells book from 1897 and had film adaptations in 1953 and 2005, starring tiny little Tom Cruise. This little baby person. Yep. Him and his, him and Dakota Fanning were like the same height. <laughs> but they couldn't make it look like that on film, so he's standing on phone books. Right, and they did like the Hobbit thing with her. <laughs> Forced perspective. <laughs> uh, this is going to be bad. That's awful. I mean, like, why? It's going to be so CGI heavy. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be like, it's going to be TV CGI. And it's going to be MTV CGI. Right. It's going to be present day, and it's going to be fucking teenagers, probably, at the center of it. Yeah. Who are just shitty people. They're bad people. Like- <laughs> Tiny little Hitlers. 
the worst people. Um, but I mean, it's like I've I've mentioned before that Teen Wolf at least wasn't that bad of a show. It's did kinda, it become that bad of a show? It's not that great anymore. I mean, I think it. I think it's in. Oh yeah, it's in, a, in its last season right now. Um, like the first like three seasons or so, they weren't that bad. But after that, it just really started to drop off, and um, they were kind of unapologetic about it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, it sucks. Well, no, I mean, like in in the show itself, like it, like nothing ever got better. It just kept kept on being just shit, <laughs> <laughs> like just a downer yeah. all the time. Well, not, not like emotionally, just like man, this used to be a good show. What happened? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, and then like, uh. Tyler Hutchlin. Hutchlin. Is that how it's pronounced? You have to say it like that? <laughs> well, it's like, I don't know if it's Hutchlin. <laughs> you like, keep saying it like that. Are there like six H's at the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's Hotchlin or Hochlin. What if it's Hockland? Maybe it's Hockland. I don't know. I've never heard it pronounced, so I don't know. But he's playing Superman on Supergirl now. So. Oh, is he? Yeah. But... I don't know. Actually, he might be done with that because he was only supposed to be in a few episodes, and he's been in two so far. So. Oh, yep. but I also feel like they're gonna try and be like way too clever with this. House. It'll be like, like they'll be driving and it'll be playing like "E.T." by Katy Perry, and then they'll see an alien. That's, <laughs> that's when the aliens will start. It's like, oh, it's like the thing that ties together. Fucking MTV, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they, they might do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. People seem to like Scream. Oh. I don't know why. It's. I still have... Well, I've watched the first episode. It's the only one I've watched. I watched, like, the I, first half of the first season. I can't get past that fucking mask. It's really bad. It's not good. Yeah. Have you watched Scream Queens at all? I watched uh, most of the first season, but not, yeah. I haven't watched any of the new ones. Yeah, I watched uh, I, yeah, most of the first season. I think probably, I think I probably haven't seen like the last two of the first season, um, and then I think they're too deep now in the, in the new season. Like I, I was trying to figure out because they're the same characters, but from what I had seen from the first season, wait, it's the same characters? Yeah, I thought they were playing different people. No, like yeah, I thought it was like an American Horror Story type thing, but no, they're the same people. Oh. Um, apparently, there's a bit of a time jump, which I was unaware of. I thought it was like kind of like a Halloween, Halloween 2 type thing, where it's basically the same night. Yeah. But no, there's a time jump. Uh, and yeah, there are the same characters. And like I, I was reading on Wikipedia, because I don't know that I have any intention of watching the rest of the season one. <laughs> and like I just caught like the last little bit of... I think the first episode of this season while I was waiting for something else to be on. Um, and from what I was watching, like it didn't make sense with what I knew from the first season. So I just read on Wikipedia what happened and yeah, everything seems to fit together. Stamos is on it now. <laughs> Stamos! Is that, is that John Stamos? <laughs> uh, everything's better with Stamos. Is it? <laughs> Did the grandfather mercy. show get canceled already? Yes, it did. <laughs> Oops. 
But hey, you know, Fox gave him another shot. <laughs> That's true. Uncle Jesse. Anyway. Anyway. What's, uh, what's, uh, oh, fuck, what was Uncle Joey's name? Coulier. What's Coulier doing these days? <laughs> um. Boy impressions. Playing the fake trumpet. <laughs> I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I know he was on Fuller House, so, you know, really spreading his wings. <laughs> I remember he was on some kind of like celebrity Big Brother or something like that <laughs> with uh, who's the like, the Mexican singer with the huge tits? Mexican. I want to say it's like Cha 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 or something like that. Oh, Charo. Charo, yeah. <laughs> and she she got upset about something that he was doing, and she was like, "That trumpet of Dave Coulier." <laughs> <laughs> And it was great. Oh, Joey. Cut it out. We didn't talk about War of the Worlds at all, but I don't give a shit. No, I, I didn't even like the movie. I mean, H.G. Wells is awesome. Um, and what Orson Welles did with it on his you know radio drama, that was awesome. Yeah. But, I mean, Tom Cruise is caca. Tom Cruise is caca. <laughs> and you know, fifties movies, they, they are what they are, but they're really they don't really hold up all that well. Yeah. So I feel like like War of the Worlds would make a good found footage movie, except it would basically just be Cloverfield. I was gonna say it's gonna be Cloverfield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this will be bad. All right, so Universal is just really foraging. Foraging? Not foraging. I don't think that's... For, foraging? No. That's not right either. Pushing they're, forward? Pushing forward. Let's go with that. It's, foraging uh, means they're like looking for berries. I know what foraging means. <laughs> Thank well, you. For the people at home that don't know. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Taylor. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're pushing forward with this fucking abysmal... Universal Monsters universe that they're creating. The um, UMCU. Yeah, first they brought us Luke Evans as Dracula, and then they... Apparently uh, he thinks he's going to be back. <laughs> well, does he? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. Um, Keep hope alive. <laughs> and then... Or hashtag Dracula lives. <laughs> so... Yeah, and then, you know, they're making some Sexy Mummy movie. And oh, I forgot about the fucking Sexy Mummy movie. With some angry Australian Dr. Jekyll. <laughs> Hits people with phones. <laughs> and a tiny little baby Navy SEAL chasing after her. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, Tom Cruise. It's <laughs> tie-in. It's playing a Navy. Segway. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they're... <laughs> They're still going forward with this wolf man. Um, even though there was nothing wrong with the one they made with Benicio del Toro. But, uh, you know. Got, got to do it again. It's Benicio del Toro was not part of the UMCU, so, you know, we got to do it again. Yeah. Uh, previous version of the... Right. 
So they're they're rewriting. So yeah, hired a new writer. So back back to square one. New draft. So that's promising. Um, a previous version was written by Aaron Guzikowski, who is writing the new Friday the Thirteenth movie, supposedly, um, and he wrote Prisoners with Frank Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Frank- <laughs> Every time. Oh, God, I love our callbacks. Um, we should start You're putting, the only one. <laughs> we should start putting, like, footnotes in our episode <laughs> descriptions. <laughs> Please see episode blank. <laughs> It'll boost our numbers. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, this will be part of the Universal Monsters Cinematic Universe, which sounds fucking redundant and stupid, <laughs> uh, which is being supervised by Chris Morgan and Alex Kurtzman, who is... He's worked on uh, Grimm for so many years. Kurtzman? Yeah. I think that's right. Or maybe it's Once Upon a Time. I don't know. Maybe one, both. One Who of knows? Them. Could be both. Could be neither. <laughs> it's one of them. <laughs> or not. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, of course, based on the 1941 Lon Chaney film. I was once Sean Chaney's lover. Jackass movie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, go back and love him. <laughs> um, and you know there was a rumor floating around this might star The Rock, which is dumb. I don't think it will. I don't think it will either. Rock's got so much on his plate right now. And why would you cast The Rock in this? That is completely contrary. Like his his whole look is completely contrary to um, blah 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 blah. blah. The Wolfman, um, Larry, or Lawrence something. God damn it, I'm forgetting his name. That character, completely contrary. Doesn't fit at all. Yeah. So, it'd just be stupid. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Dumb, 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 dumb. Dumb, 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 dumb. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, he's got Jumanji 2 coming out, or Tumanji. <laughs> Tumanji. <laughs> oh my god, why are they not calling it Tumanji? That's fucking genius. You're welcome. And then he's he's he's, he's making a uh, wrestling sitcom with Will Ferrell, right? Which he's just he's producing. He's producing, yeah. yeah. And then he's on Ballers, and he's got like six movies with Kevin Hart coming out. Um, have you seen Central Intelligence? No, me neither. You know I don't like Kevin Hart. You don't? No, yes, you don't know. I didn't know that. Uh, the only thing I liked him in was Forty Year Old Virgin. <laughs> you just got clapped up with him. <laughs> Um, it's like we get it you're allowed to make up for being short <laughs> that's great but I think what the clear message is he- here that uh, Universal is just fucking up <laughs> they're gonna shove this right down our throats <laughs> it's like you're gonna eat it you eat it you like it <laughs> and we're just gonna be like no daddy I don't want it this took a weird turn <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry guys I didn't mean to go to that dark place <laughs> Oh my goodness! Hey, 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 you, my, hey, you! My dog is all about getting on the microphone right now. So yeah, this uh, this Callaham cat—he's a—he uh, wrote Godzilla. Oh boy! So you know, plus he also wrote The Expendables and Doom. Oh boy! Oh, he wrote Doom, which means he's got a in with The Rock. Oh! Oh! Oh, good! Yay! It's all coming together. I'm so. Excited? I can't imagine The Rock playing a guy named Larry. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I'm, has he played a character with a dumb name before? His character in Tumanji is something dumb. I don't remember what it is, but it's, it's like Colonel Rock Quarry or something like that. <laughs> something that sounds like it should be on the Flintstones. Man, uh, Universal Studios on their on their studio tour, they go through like it's it's a it incorporates 3D, and several parts of it go through um, like these big. Doctor Smolder Bravestone. Wow, really? <laughs> yep, that's awful. And Karen Gillan plays Ruby Roundhouse. Kevin Hart is Moose Finbar. He sounds like these sound like cartoon characters. That's what I'm saying. Oh boy. Okay. But yeah, at Universal Studios, there's this the part of their studio tour is uh, like this uh, Fast and Furious thing, where you drive into this warehouse type thing with two big 3D screens on either side of the car of the tram and they do like this show like the tram is on lifters and um but the rock is involved in it and it's like dude what are you doing (laughs) it's like vin diesel is in it so you kind of expect him to you know take a step down like that and tyrese because it's really the only thing he's got going but the rock he's got so much going for him and he does this (laughs) It's just sad. You're, you're so much better than this. <laughs> uh, and apparently, like, I don't know. Have you seen any of those movies with his character in it? No. Okay. Like, I don't know. I, I assume he's playing the character the same he plays it in the movie, but it was very akin to his rock persona. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was dumb. <laughs> like, the rock was cool when I was a teenager, but now that whole thing is just really played out. Dude, I'm the... Corporate Rock was my favorite rock. I see, like, I didn't catch the rock at the, the front end of his career. I caught it when he was like on his rise, where he became like the Rock, the People's Champ. That, yeah, that whole thing. So before that, that was corporate. Was after that. That was the thing. Was he became he was like the People's Champ, and then he sold out and became the corporate champ. I don't remember that. Um, I, maybe I stopped watching. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, he like joined up Vince, joins with Vince McMahon, became the corporate champion, and everything. So it was like the corporate elbow, the corporate eyebrow. Oh, that's awful. No, it was awesome. Because <laughs> it was like the perfect counterbalance to the whole people champion thing. Okay. It's back when they had good writing. Yeah, that sounds really good. <laughs> it was. Fuck off. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, Universal is just disappointing everyone, so we can go on from there. Alright, so good news and bad news. Bad news Friday the 13th, the game, has been pushed back to next year. Yeah. Summertime, I think, is what I heard. Well, early 2017 is what they said. I don't know what qualifies as early first quarter, I guess. 
Yeah, or maybe first half somewhere, because I, I heard summer, so. Well, there's three different dates out now. Right, yeah. Because there's still supposed to be a beta release coming out this year. Right, because the original release date for the game was this month. Oh, was it? Yeah. We were supposed to, like, as backers, we were supposed to have a copy in our hands this month. Oh, damn. Yeah. Well, that ain't happening. No. But you're supposed to get a beta release by the end of the month, or the end of the year. And then early 2017 is supposed to be a multiplayer release with, and here's the good news, Tommy Jarvis. No, 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 single player. No, single player comes out summer 2017. Multiplayer release comes out early 2017 oh, right. okay. with Tommy Jarvis and the Pakanak Lodge as a playable map. Yeah, and you know, I asked the developer, I asked Gun, well, yeah, I asked Gun Media, basically, um, if they were going to do like like a Corey Feldman, Tommy Jarvis, if they're going to do a Tom Matthews, Tommy Jarvis, or if they're going to do like a completely new look. And they said like their infographic that they released detailing all of the stuff that's going to come up um, said it gave a big clue. I looked at it and the silhouette, if, if we're talking about the same thing, it was like a silhouette. Well, it was like, um, you know, how you might see on like a bathroom sign, like a like a male figure. Yeah. Uh, it was a line indicating the multiplayers and then a plus and then a figure wearing like a like a fur lined jacket and a plaid shirt, which, of course, is what Tommy Jarvis is wearing in uh, Friday the 13th Part 6. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be Tom Matthews. Right. Yeah, that's, that's what I saw, too. So, yeah, and then summer 2017, there's a new single player version which will also feature AI bots, which is a thing that people are excited about, apparently. Technology. Yeah. Uh, I am glad they added single player. I, you know, honestly, even as a backer and as close as I've been following this, it didn't even occur to me that it didn't have a single player. Yeah, me neither. Like, I just kind of assumed it did. Yeah, I mean, most games do. <laughs> yeah, like you hear it's a seven versus ones, so you kind of assume that. It doesn't need to be multiplayer. Like, you could be the one, if anything. Right. Yeah, and especially now, I mean, this might be a stretch, and I, I, but I have to wonder if, because Comcast has recently said that they're going to start throttling people and, like, uh, allowing up to a 50-gig usage or something like no, that. No, it's a terabyte. Is it a terabyte? Yeah. But anything beyond that, they're going to charge you for yeah. it, even though you already pay your bill. Right. <laughs> Um, the so, thing is, like, nobody uses a terabyte a month unless you're, like, running a business or something. Right. And I'll take them at their word for that. I, I looked into mine and I used, like, 250 gigs. And I, like, get watch everything on streaming. and Yeah. I thought I used a lot of internet. That's, like, a fourth of... Yeah. I mean, I know I use a lot because, you know, I... I yeah, I do a lot of streaming. Um, I play video games. Um, I do. I, I work from home sometimes, and I also, you know, I do stuff for the show. So I mean, like, I'm constantly using internet, and then of course my wife is doing a lot of the same stuff. So it's it's both of us. You guys have Comcast? Yeah. They, I think they have a website where you can find out what you're. Yeah, suggesting. and you know, I was really confused because I uh, we got back from a vacation and I first read about this news, so I go and check our usage meter. Um, and it said that we've used like something like 50 gigs of data, like two weeks into the month. And, you know, one week of which we were gone. <laughs> so I called Comcast. I'm like, what the fuck is this about? 
And they looked into it. They're like, oh, well, that's actually, you know, even though it says October 1st to current, that's actually your billing cycle, which started in the middle of September. <laughs> it's like, you fuckers. Can so you get put your, that on the fucking yeah, site. Yeah, get your shit together. God damn it. Anyway, uh, co-creator Wes Keltner says he wants everyone to be assured that coming to a decision to delay was not an easy matter, but they think that the positives far outweigh the negatives. Yeah, I'd imagine like they probably fought this tooth and nail because you know up until just last week, they were adamant about telling people, "Well, October, October is still our date." So, well, I mean, you know, if you're going to add stuff, you kind of got to push it back. Unless it's something super easy to add in, but yeah, these are pretty major additions, right? Um, the the price is also going to go up for the digital orders, uh, going up from thirty to forty dollars. Physical copies of the game are still going to be sixty dollars. Yeah, and I, I ordered a digital copy. Yeah, I mean, as part of my backer, well, your uh, price will not go up. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Anyone who pre-ordered will get single-player mode for free. Um, You know, it's like I, I I don't like digital stuff. I prefer a physical copy of things. Yeah. So the fact that I have a digital copy of this coming to me, it's like kind of irks me a little bit. (laughs) But I just I couldn't justify the sixty bucks. Like I just like that's that's a lot of money. Yeah. So. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm super excited to play this though. My uh, excitement grows every time I get a new update about it. And, of course, it got kicked back a little bit when I heard (laughs) about this. But I'm glad to know that I'm still going to get my beta pretty soon. And I'll play through that. And and that's PC only. Uh, Any any backers out there that aren't aware of that, um, your your betas that you'll be receiving are PC only, regardless of what format you ordered. Mm. So be aware. And you can't use your Macs. Yeah, I'm excited to come over to your place and play this. I think I got two beta codes. No, that's last year. Which you know, well, this the beta release that they're going to have later this year apparently comes with four additional keys. Oh well, okay, maybe I'll give you. Well, no, you have. A- I don't have a PS4, so. Well, no. Oh, you said it's PC, PC only. PC only. But oh, you don't have a PC, have a PC yeah. either. <laughs> You're yeah. just fucked, bro. Well, well, you know, fuck me. That's what you get for getting a Chromebook. <laughs> Whatever. I love my Chromebook. Yeah, I bet you do. I do. I bet you like it a lot. I do. But you have sex with it. I don't. There's no place to put my dick. <laughs> Otherwise, I would. <laughs> yeah. I tried just like closing the book on it. That fucking hurt. <laughs> Yep. Is that it? Yay, horror business. Yay. So good. So it's juicy. Better than last time. <laughs> so juicy, dude. So juicy, dude. I had to include that in my blog post. You'll see it. It's good stuff. Oh, did you include the remake in there, too? Yeah. Oh, good. Every movie with Jason. So that includes Freddy vs. Jason and the remake. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, next up is... Our special Halloween edition reviews.
That that wasn't grammatically correct. I don't think I so. That, yeah. Didn't sound good. I don't I don't think I don't think things through. <laughs> um I'm impulsive. Anyway. So yes, Halloween themed reviews. As we are wont to do. I saw someone online like freaking out at somebody for using that phrase. They're like, Why when did this old timey phrase become popular again? And I was like, I've been using that phrase for years. Yeah, it's not a new thing. Yeah. And it never went away. It's not like a hipster thing now. It's yeah. Like, oh man, we should bring back won't to do <laughs> ironically. <laughs> um anyway, so uh two Halloween movies ish. Mm-hmm. What do you mean ish? Well, yeah, okay. I was going to say, my mine isn't all that Halloween themed, but I guess it is. Yeah. Anyway, um, which one do you want to do first? Oh, good question. Um, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I feel appreciated. Let's start with the pumpkin carver. Please help me. My boyfriend is getting stuck. New town, going to a new school with new friends. Let's start having some fun, okay? So why did you guys move here now anyway? I guess my mom thought it would be better for me and my sister here. Yeah, baby, I'm showing you a little love. Yeah! And Carver? When I started this town, there was nothing here but my old stories. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't wreck anything here, did I? Stories about living. Stories about dying. You want to see something sexy? Then I knew what evil was. Kind of evil comes around this time of year. You ever kill something? What? We all got it in us. I saw him. We gotta go get the police! I heard their screams. Oh, evil's coming. You can feel it. Okay. <laughs> this was your choice. Just remember that. I feel I feel real bad about that. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> God. This movie was a fucking nightmare. I had to watch it three times. Three times? Yeah. Well, I mean, watch is not the correct word. I played it three times. <laughs> uh, Just to get through it all? Well, <laughs> I turned the fucking thing on and um, I just like 15, 20 minutes into it, I stopped paying attention. <laughs> Like, I just, I was looking to do anything else. Um, and then later that night, or the next night, um, I put it on again and kept falling asleep. Like, I I thought it was just for, like, maybe, like, five minutes at a time. But I went back and watched it again this morning. Um, and I was missing, like, like 10, 15 minute gaps where I just had no idea what was going on. Wow. <laughs> it was a mess. Um, I watched it this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. 
Okay. So I'm going to try and make a cohesive plot out of this. Oh, and uh, fair warning, this was from 2006, so spoilers ahead. Yeah. Um, so I don't even know where to start. So, okay, a guy named Jonathan and his sister Lynn. Played by former WWE diva Amy Weber. Right. Like, I didn't recognize or Like, I mean, I, I think I probably had seen her, but I didn't really know why. I mean, I didn't remember her being in WWE. Yeah, she was with JBL. Okay. Um, well, yeah, Jonathan and his sister Lynn um, lived together. Is there something wrong with him? I don't know. I mean... Because, like, right off the bat, when her boyfriend comes... There's something wrong with her boyfriend. Well, yeah. He's a douchebag, for one. And he's a really bad actor. Well, yeah. Not not good. Not. But she says, good. like, I have to stay here with my brother. And he's like, no, let him go solo. I'm just kidding. And yeah. they act like, like, like that's something that they couldn't possibly do. Well, it's like later in the movie, they he's or Jonathan is talking about how their dad left. Like, just up and disappeared, and they never heard from him again. So I don't know if maybe that's why... I can tell if he was supposed to be, like, autistic or something. I don't think so. I mean, you would think they would make some kind of point of that. Right. There was clearly something off about him. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't... <clears throat> there's just so much... There's so much to get through, and I don't even know <laughs> how to comprehend all of it. Um, Jonathan, or, like, his... He, Lynn's boy, shitty boyfriend... Uh, Alec comes over um, and starts fucking with Jonathan, and then he leaves, and then comes back dressed as a guy in a pumpkin, pumpkin mask, man, pumpkin face, pumpkin. They called him Pumpkin Head at one point. Yep, uh, it's not Pumpkin Head. This is definitely not Pumpkin. Shut head. your fucking whore <laughs> mouth. <laughs> um, you watch what you say. Show some goddamn respect. <laughs> uh, the mask was kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, kind of. In a Halloween store type way. Right. <laughs> so he comes in dressed as this guy in like this weird pumpkin jack-o'-lantern mask. And you know what gets me is when he, when he first came back like that, she was like, I thought you were going to go as that weird guy from the Jeepers Creepers movie. And I was like, the, the, the creeper? Yeah. Because he was dressed like a devil. Right. Not the creeper at all. Mm, no. <laughs> so he's going to do like two costume changes. Oh, yeah. So... He comes at her with a knife, and like, of course, she doesn't know who it, that it's him at first. Well, at first she thinks it is, and then she's like, oh, "Okay, that's isn't funny. You're scaring me." And then he comes at her with a knife and starts attacking her. Um, she fights him off, and then Jonathan comes in because he's carving his pumpkins, having a good old time, dude. Oh, um, okay. When when Alec first comes in to the kitchen where Jonathan's carving his pumpkin, and like he sprays him with beer, yeah, I'm like, okay, that would piss me off but I'd be okay with it. And then he's like, no, let me show you what to do. Takes the knife and just starts stabbing the pumpkin. Yeah. I would lose my fucking shit right there. Yeah, I'd be like, are dick. you kidding me? <laughs> it's like, okay, you die tonight. Yeah, you go buy me another pumpkin right <laughs> fucking now. Okay, yeah, maybe mine was a little more extreme, but you know, <laughs> same general idea. Um, you go buy me another pumpkin and then you kill yourself. <laughs> uh, and then, jo yeah, so Jonathan comes in finds him fighting in the garage and he comes after Alec who again he doesn't know who it is um and stabs him 
to death. Many times. So many times. In the eye. Yeah. And then, like, did you notice that, like, while the opening credits are running, um, like, they're showing, like, pictures from the murder scene or the, the scene of the crime, basically. Yeah. And, like, newspaper clippings. And- yeah. And, like, you can, like, hear, like, I don't know if it's, like, a mortician or the, the, the coroner or whatever. Like, I thought it was, like, a detective. Maybe something like that, but saying, like, oh, there's this. Uh, very dark, almost black type ooze. Coming yeah, it. it's like sitting there, like what? It's good. What? <laughs> yeah, and that never got explained either. And I don't think it was like I saw blood coming from Alex's head because he got stabbed in the fucking face. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, like it looked just like blood to me. I mean, yeah, I didn't think it looked anything different or crazy. Yeah. Anyway, so a year passes. Jonathan's not in jail. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's another thing that wasn't really explained. Right. Um, and he seems to be doing all right in general. Some assholes yelling outside. Piece of shit. Um, and he and Lynn are going to a party out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason. I don't... Apparently this film in Palmdale, which is a shithole. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, it's like in the middle of a fucking desert. Um, there's just nothing going on. At but a pumpkin patch. Yeah, apparently there's this random pumpkin patch out in the middle of, of the desert. desert. Yeah, the desert. And um, they're all going to party there. And they with meet. the old guy from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Was that him? Yeah. <laughs> I guess he kind of looked familiar, but I wasn't sure why. It was more his voice that I recognized. Mm. Um. And, okay, so th- this is when things are really fucking confusing. Uh, the old guy tells Jonathan that he's a carver, which, I don't know, like he's the knight of the round table or something? Or <laughs> He makes it seem like being a carver is like this thing that's bestowed upon you. Yeah, it's like a blood rite or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Only only the chosen few can carve pumpkins. Right. <laughs> um, and then he wants Jonathan to stab him? Yeah. What the, what the fuck? I don't know. Stab him with a flat blade? Yeah. It look, was, was that like a like a wood file or something? A I, it's got to be some kind of carving knife or something that's like I, just one edge, but it's, it doesn't come to a point, so you can't really stab anybody with it, despite I, the fact that they do repeatedly. Right. I've never seen a knife like that, ever. Me neither. And so I Whatever. But, like, apparently this guy's hobby is just carving pumpkins. Yeah, and not even, like, like the cool pumpkins that you see on, like, you know, Halloween Wars and stuff where right. they carve faces out of the pumpkin. Just carving, like, jack-o'-lantern faces. Yeah, it's his, it's his uh, birthright. That's, yeah. That's what he does. It's his life. life. Yeah. Cause he's he a, says, carving is my life. Yeah, he is a carver. Like, he... Apparently, like, he... what Did he claim that he... That he... St- Started the town or something? Yeah, he did. Okay. Whatever. But it was in like this like glazed over way where he's like, when I started this town, blah, 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 blah. It's like, wait. <laughs> started this town? What? <laughs> I... And then... I don't, I don't know what's going on. And then the pumpkin head man comes back. Or pump, pumpkin face. Let's call him pumpkin face. Sure. He comes back. And now he has supernatural powers. Yeah, apparently he he's can like, shoot lightning yeah, out of his knives. He's like a Sith. He has the force lightning or something. Yeah, uh, and he also like can control Jonathan's body to contort in weird ways. Yeah, and 
I'm pretty sure he is a Sith because he uh, talks like Darth Vader. Dude, I couldn't understand a goddamn word he it said. It was really difficult. Um, they went way too far with the voice yeah. modulator. And there's these slutty girls that, like, decide that they want to have sex and then don't. Dude, like, what was with that girl? I don't. I don't She's know. like, touch me, touch no, no, me. No, no. Like, I should, I should explain more. Yeah, because that sounded bad. <laughs> like, they're her and this guy. They're like doing whatever in the car, in the front seat. Yeah, because she, she just that. wants him to film her like rubbing her bean. But she wasn't doing that. Well, she started to. She started, but she like, like he was like. He's on top of her, and was they looked like they were probably like dry humping, and then, oh, she kept saying, "Touch me, touch me, touch me," and then like said, he like he'd go in and like start kissing her, and she was so into it, and she's like, "No, stop, 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 just keep taking pictures." Yeah, and she did that like every five seconds. And then she asked him, she was like, "Do you want to go down?" And he was like, "Yeah, <laughs> fucking a." And then she started like putting her hand down her pants. Yeah, and he put his down hand down her pants, and she was like, "No, no, don't," and then slapped him. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's a woman's prerogative to say no at any point. Certainly. But to go back and forth, it just it's confuses, very confusing, confuses everyone. <laughs> it sends a very confusing message to the guy. Don't do that. Yeah. Make up your mind and stick with it. <laughs> sure. I mean, and if you say no, stick with no. Yeah. Don't go back and forth. Um, yeah. So I don't. It's and that that guy, he was dressed as Austin Powers, yeah, and had the worst Austin Powers impression I've ever heard. It's like he was because it was just his regular voice, louder, saying Austin Powers catchphrases. Right. <laughs> and then there was yeah, baby, <laughs> do I make you horny? <laughs> and then there was um, what Boner and Stoner, whatever their <laughs> names were, uh, Bone Daddy and Spinner. Okay. Those guys my, suck. Those they're the worst. And like I can understand the type of person they were trying to p- portray. Uh I mean, maybe they're actually like that in real life. I don't know, but I've met people like that. But they were taking where that's realistic and going way up and above what was needed. Yeah, they were the worst. <laughs> they were overworking. <laughs> Boner and <laughs> Those are such better names. <laughs> and it was the thing, the thing is, like, my my wife left the room when they came on. <laughs> She's like, I can't deal with, I can't do this. When they first, they're like, Hey, where are, where are Bone Daddy and Spinner? And it's like, Oh, they're not here. It's like, Wait, did she say Bone Daddy and Spinner? Yeah, when she said Bone Daddy, I was expecting like some fucking voodoo priest or something. Right, like that's. Like, we're just supposed to, like, accept that that's their name. Not some fucking Yabra and a Toga. <laughs> There's, like, no explanation of why they're called that. or Yeah. Even that, that's nicknames. It's like, as far as I know, that's their birth names. And then, when they're playing that drinking game, what the fuck was that? It was clearly their idea, because they had this oh, the jar. Oh, and chug? Yeah, they had a, a, a jar of, what, cockroaches or crickets or something? I think it was cockroaches. You had to take a mouth, like, just... They would ask you a question, yeah. and if you got it wrong, you had to take a mouthful of cockroaches and wash it down with a pumpkin bucket of beer. Right. Why? And what? the questions were like, opinions. Yeah. What? What is that? That's, that's, not, like, that's not a thing. It's not a thing. I've been to a lot of parties uh, with all different kinds of people, and that has never been a thing, ever. <laughs> on, on Ash vs. Evil Dead, 
he plays this drinking game where he's like, all right, we're going to go around the table. Everyone's going to say the worst thing they've ever done. And whenever someone does that, you take a drink. (laughs) Good. It's like, that's not a game, Ash. (laughs) Um, They weren't drinking Pink Fox, though. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't. I don't know what this movie was. So yeah, and then Pumpkin Face comes back and there's like a final battle, I guess. And uh, I, I guess. But is it's like it's the old guy again, um and the, like he's cutting people's faces like cutting their lips off and carving them like a jack o' lantern, basically. Then, yeah, kills Minka Kelly. Oh, Minka Kelly's in this, which is like the only person I recognized. Um and She's like I I thought she was gonna be like a final girl or not final girl but like the survivor like yeah one of the few but no she gets offed but we mentioned that this town is in the middle of the fucking desert by the way the town is called Carver <laughs> of course it was with a K no well the movie's with a K yeah for no I reason I don't know why because the town is with a C yeah is. so she's like in this barn or something hiding from Pumpkin Face and. She makes a run for it and trips over a fucking bear trap, which is laid in sand. <laughs> now, I have to wonder, why was there a bear trap there to begin with? Because I have been in the desert and never once seen a fucking bear there. <laughs> and Palmdale isn't anywhere near the woods. I was just... Maybe Pumpkin Face put it there. Yeah, then maybe. That's very convenient. <laughs> it's, oh, fucking no, man. This whole movie was so... What's a fucking joke? <laughs> I was reading IMDB reviews about this. This guy said he was an extra in the movie and said he wouldn't recommend anybody watch it. <laughs> it's like, it's that bad. I mean, like, people were rating, like, one star, and you could tell that if they think he could rate it zero stars, they would have. This movie was... A... Like, it was shit on a level that I couldn't even fathom. Like, this was probably one of the worst movies I ever watched. It was it was not good. Well, then, like, the ending, Jonathan kills the old guy. who Well, he kills Pumpkin Face. And then you realize that Pumpkin Face is the old guy. And I don't mean, like, they take off the mask. It's the old guy underneath. It's just the old guy, and Jonathan was imagining him as Pumpkin Face. Yeah. And then... Uh, they take off the, and then he. Well, then before he kills Pumpkin Face, Pumpkin Face okay, pulls he, the mask off, and it's Alec, right? For, for some reason, even yeah. though he's dead. Yeah, and like the the carver like is some kind of mystical entity or something that's, and like I, Alec was one or something. I don't know. Is that what it was? Well, because the old guy kept saying that the black juice runs through Jonathan's veins. And, you know, they were saying in oh, the opening right. credits that there was this black ooze or something. So, I, I don't know. All right. Okay. Yeah. This movie was trying to do, like, five different things at once. Like, yes. And none of them were good. So, yeah, Jonathan kills Alec. But then you realize it's actually the old guy. And so then they just leave. Yeah, and the police don't want to question them at all. Right. Apparently, like, they just 
Jonathan can just do whatever he wants and the police don't give a shit. Yeah. He's killed two people in his lifetime and there's... Like he hasn't even been away. questioned. Yeah. He hasn't been, uh, you know, and he ha- had any kind of psychological evaluation. Nope. At least that we know of. Um, you know, things that would happen in real life. Yeah. <laughs> like the end of the movie is actually like the cops, they're getting evidence and stuff. And Lynn is just like, so can we go? And they're like, oh yeah, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. Like we're done. They don't even question them as witnesses. <laughs> There's a dozen dead people. They're the they're they appear to be the only survivors, and, and the they, cops just let them. They go. walk away, <laughs> and then they get in the car, and all of a sudden Jonathan gets possessed by Alec, and yeah. kills Lynn. Yep, and that's the end of the movie. But then there's stingers. Oh God, the fucking stingers. There's Alec saying, "Oh, what are you going to do? Well, Go to your car? You think you're going to be safe there?" <laughs> Get the fuck away from me, dude! Are you trying to lick me? Is that? <laughs> if I don't understand what's happening here. I'd slap that guy in the fucking face. Yeah. If he was like, if even if he was like a dead guy that I killed a year ago, if he came up to me and did that, I'd fucking slap him yeah stab him in the fucking head again yeah it's like dude i killed you once i'll do it again (laughs) i give no shits bro so yeah someone's fucking sneezing like crazy it's not good this is really really fucking bad and i i wish that i could be more articulate about why it was so bad but it made no fucking sense. And the direction is bad. Is The direction felt like an episode of Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the direction was bad. The cinematography was bad. Um, the acting was atrocious. It had Tony fucking Little in it. Who's that? Oh, he was like this uh, guy like in the 90s who was trying to push like uh, like diet stuff and like exercise equipment. Who did he play? He was the cop, um, not not the detective, but the uniform cop that was like, um, he, the detective handed him the evidence, say like, oh, you know, go log this. Oh yeah, was, that was him. Oh okay, but uh, uh, you probably recognize. was he the gazelle guy? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Short little guy with long blonde hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was in that for whatever reason. For like 30 seconds. Yeah, his family friend or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know why. Somebody somebody thought this was a good idea. No, multiple people thought this was a good <laughs> idea. Um, and this was just about the worst idea I've ever seen. The like drill scene was probably the best part. I guess. Um, the makeup, like the, 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 the makeup effects weren't bad. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's the, then you have like this whole story with Lance trying to beat up Jonathan the whole th- time. Yeah. Because he was banging uh, me. What was her name? Tammy. Tammy. Oh yeah. Um, and he's just like forcefully mouth kissing like everyone. He's just like Donald Trumping all the women. <laughs> he's just moving in like a bitch. He, like he, you know, when he first encounters Tammy, he's just like, "Oh yeah, when we were in my truck, fucking." Yeah, and then he just like starts kissing her, and she's like, "No, thank you." <laughs> well, it's like 
What where planet does this guy live in? Well, and then later him, him and Lynn are just like there. They just somehow run into each other, and he just starts kissing her. <laughs> it's like, wait, I don't even know you, bro. <laughs> Get your face off my face. I, I I I don't know what else to say. I'm 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 at a loss with this <laughs> fucking movie. And uh, I wish I. I'm upset that I watched it three times. <laughs> That's six out. Well, what's an hour and a half times three? Uh, four and a half. Four and a half hours of my life that I'll never get back. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 trouble. Yeah, I mean, it's the nature of our business that we watch a lot of shitty movies, <laughs> but this one, I want an explanation from someone. <laughs> it's not good. I'd rather watch Six Degrees of Hell again. <laughs> That's where I'm at. at. At this point, I would probably agree, but mostly because I don't really remember how bad Six Degrees of Hell was. <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> All too well. Do you remember Corey Feldman? Do you remember? Dragging aggressively off of his e-cigarette? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and so much smoke. So, um, I don't... And his fucking Davey Havoc here. <laughs> right. I don't know what else to say. I mean, do you have anything to contribute to this? Um, like even you know, you you said the makeup effects were were decent. It's like sometimes, like when he had like trick or treat carved into his stomach or whatever. Oh yeah, that was pretty cool. But then like when the chick had her head caught in the window, and he was just like cutting her face up. Oh yeah, that didn't look very good. No, but but I, like I said, he was like cutting people's lips off, and like uh, oh at the end when um. I don't, I don't know if it was makeup or a dummy, but like when he cut up Minka Kelly's face or Tammy, um, like basically car, cut her face into a jack o' lantern, um, and shoved a candle in her mouth. Shoved a candle in her mouth. That, that was that looked pretty good. And yeah. um, um, Rachel, the girl that was that couldn't make up her mind whether or not she yeah. wanted sex, <laughs> she got half her face cut off. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that looked like, um, kind of like when, um, what's her face? <sighs> you know, cabin fever, when half of her face is gone. Yeah. It kind of looked like that. Jordan Ladd. Jordan Ladd, thank you. Um, that's really the only positive about this. And then Boner got his head cut <laughs> off and his decapitated body was peeing on his own head. <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty funny. Oh. I don't get it. I, why? Why did this happen? <laughs> you brought this upon us. What? It was so upsetting because this had like, like three and a half out of five, or no, not three and a half, but like on what IMDb? It was Amazon, I think. I don't know something. It it had like modest ratings on it hmm so i'm like okay well this this might be bad but it won't be terrible uh wrong that was so wrong and you know it's changed my view on how i'm judging movies yeah and there weren't even titties there weren't no yeah that was the most upsetting part is amy weber was in playboy why can't she show her titties i don't know she didn't do that anymore she's 
She's a serious She's actress. a serious actor. She's a thespian. <laughs> but, no, I mean, like, even that uh, Rachel, when she was, like, she pulls her top down, but then, like, they don't show anything. Yeah. I, I don't know. Could have salvaged a point there. <sighs> Whoa. Bad, bad, bad movie. Word. I'm done. Number? One. Have I given one to anything? Leprechaun Origins? Did I? I think so. Okay, well, th- this is like the worst of the worst. Uh, Model Hunger, I think you probably gave it one. Maybe. I don't know. Even though with the makeup effects, it doesn't salvage anything? No. <laughs> See, I'll, I'll give it a two. Okay. Don't watch this movie, ever. I would not recommend this to anyone, though. Uh, I... On Amazon, it's three dollars for a seventy-two hour rental. I paid too much for it. Yeah, I think it's. You said it's four dollars. Three. Oh, well, two ninety-nine. It's three ninety-nine on Google Play. You definitely pay too much. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on then. Please. Uh, the other movie we watched was WNUF Halloween Special. Don't check your dial, folks. You didn't tune into Transylvania's public access station. No, sir. Tonight is Halloween. Halloween is Satan's night. The night of the devil. <laughs> Reporter Frank Stewart has a special Halloween treat in store for viewers tonight. He'll be leading a group of paranormal experts to the infamous Weber House. Do you know what happened here in the Weber House? When people got killed, their son went haywire. Frank Stewart and his team of experts will conduct the first ever live on TV seance. Evil works in mysterious ways, Frank. It's unpredictable. Are there any spirits in the house? It's scary. That, that's far out. That far out. Something strange going on in this house. Animal mutilation. Paranormal disturbances. Devil worship. Wait, whoa, hold on. This is not staged. Hello? Is this the work of the devil? Folks, we are going where no camera crew has gone before. Father, perform the exorcism. This is not some Halloween prank. The grisly evidence of the supernatural is real. We'll be right back. You're watching the WNUF Halloween Special. So, this fucking thing. Um, <laughs> you were so pumped about this. Dude, you know how much I've heard about this movie? Like, so many people have talked about it. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, right off the bat, this is made to look like an old VHS tape. Which they fucking nailed. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I believe I heard somewhere that they the guy actually, like, filmed it and then, like, transferred it to VHS... And then, like, ran, like, transferred it several times. Okay. To try I, and get, like, that tracking effect and I stuff. I believe that, yeah. And then transferred it back to digital. Got it. Uh, and, yeah, it's even filmed in, like, 4x3 format instead of 16x9. Right. And throughout the movie, there's, like, tracking effects and there's fast-forwarding. Mm-hmm. All kinds of things just to make you feel like you're watching an old 1987 VHS tape. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about it later. Go Made ahead. to look like it was filmed off TV, where you're watching channel WNUF, channel 28. And the first half hour is the news. You having trouble with your mic? No. Just playing quit, with it. Quit fiddling. I, I'll fiddle all I want to fiddle. Oh, it's fucking up the recording. No, Stop it's it. it's not. The first half hour is the news. And they just kind of talk about some stuff. They talk about there's a dentist who doesn't like Halloween and he wants to give cash for candy. And then some other stuff happens and... It's just like a basic news that really has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Right, and yeah, entire time, it's just like, where's this, where's this going? Yeah. And then finally, they get to, on the, the, the infield reporter, Frank Stewart, who's going to this supposedly haunted house. I love this guy. He's pretty cool. <laughs> He's such a son <laughs> of a bitch. Um, he totally has like the like Geraldo thing down of like when people are talking, just kind of being like, uh-huh, yeah. Oh, okay. And just being really smug and condescending. Yeah, just like not... It doesn't sound like he believes anything they're saying. Yeah. And so th- this house is the old Weber house where the son murdered the, the parents and dragged them to the basement. And so now the house is haunted. So him and the Burgers, uh, Claire and... Dr. Burger. <laughs> and the other, her husband. I don't think he's an actually do- actual doctor, but he insisted that he- <laughs> Frank call him doctor. Yeah. He was like, can I call you whatever his first name was? And he was like, I prefer Dr. Burger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're paranormal investigators. Oh, and they're Cat Shadow. And they're Cat Shadow, they're of course. Their partner. <laughs> um, them and this priest all go into the house. And, you know... Weird stuff starts happening. Start hearing different things in different rooms. They pick up some EVP of a voice saying leave. Uh, things start crashing in, in other rooms, getting getting destroyed. And then eventually, let's see, this is 2013, I think, so I can't spoil it. But That's your doing. Yeah, well. Basically, just a lot of weird stuff happens in, in the house. And then the end kind of flips it on its head. Yeah. The biggest problem I had with this movie is that they put commercials in it. Cause again, it's supposed to feel like it's recorded off TV. Yeah. And so they created all these commercials, right? Which was novel at first, but got old really fast. There was way too many commercials. I, well, I, I get your, your point. I personally liked it. And like what I was going to say earlier is that watching this was nostalgic for me. Like, even though it was fake there, I have a, a, a videotape that my dad recorded in 1988 or 89. Uh, it has the very first episode of the Simpsons, which was like a, a it's a, it's a Christmas tape. My dad made, it has, the very first episode of the, Chris, uh, the Simpsons, which was a Christmas episode, mm-hmm. and it has um, the two-parter "Married with Children" Christmas special uh, with Sam Kinison. Did yeah, you, you know, has those two things on it, and I think it also has the uh, old Reginald Owens Christmas Carol on it as well. It was all recorded off TV. Had all those old commercials in it. Um, 
and all those like you know breaks in the tape and just tracking issues and you know like really fuzzy hard to see tape and so like i was saying they the 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 quality of this was perfect like they like it was like i was watching this real tape of christmas specials that i have it was like almost exactly like that yeah and i get that yeah so i mean for me the commercials are a big part of that because they're so cheesy and cornball and And that's exactly what they were going for right so I, I just thought there was too many. I get, I guess, but I mean, I I didn't personally have a problem with it. Okay. So, see, I think this would have been more successful in like a half hour, where they you know could have taken out all that news stuff at the beginning. It didn't really have anything to do with the rest of the story. Yeah. And then take out a bunch of the commercials and just shorten it to like a half hour, sh- you know, mini movie kind of thing. And I think that would have been a lot more successful. Yeah, I mean, the news segment it kind of served a purpose because it it set up the rest of the story. Like throughout the newscast, they're saying, "Be sure you stay stay tuned after the newscast because we're going to go to Frank Stewart at the Weber yeah. house." Um, so, I mean, it, it set up the rest of the story that way. Sure, it was a little excessive. I think it could have served to do like maybe like the last five to ten minutes of the newscast yeah. rather than what appeared to be an entire newscast. So I can see that. Yeah. But no, yeah. I mean, I, I get your point. But, it, the, the, the whole, like the, the movie itself, the actual parts in between the commercials and everything is not real strong. No, this movie is based almost entirely on nostalgia and novelty. And in my opinion, the novelty wore off rather quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like I said, aside from it, calling back that nostalgia from, you know, stuff that I watch like every year, I even transferred that Christmas special tape that I have. I transferred it to DVD. Oh yeah. So I could continue to watch it. <laughs> like after the tape is long gone. Because, I mean, the fucking thing's almost as old as I am, so... Yeah. Um, but... Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, aside from the nostalgia, yeah, there wasn't a lot of substance to this. Yeah. And the thing is, it's mostly comedy, but the, the end does get really creepy. Yeah. Uh, it has almost kind of a Blair Witch-type feel to it. A little bit, yeah. Um, being that it is, like, a live broadcast... Um, and they have a they have a live call in seance, right? <laughs> their first caller is like, "Iron Maiden rules. White <laughs> Lion sucks." <laughs> <laughs> and Frank Stewart just gets really pissed off. Yeah, he's like, "I'm not going to take this serious." It Don't was, call. Somebody called and said, "Like, can you uh, can you contact my grandmother and <laughs> tell her she's a bitch?" <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, we're c- trying to contact the ghosts within this house. <laughs> yeah, he got so mad. <laughs> yeah, that, like I said, I love that guy because he was so uh, kind of over it. Like he just he, he he was not sensitive to anybody that was stupid. <laughs> 
Yeah, he was kind of kind of short with everybody. Yeah, it was so fucking funny. <laughs> just like, like I said, he was just so condescending. Um, like he was asking people outside the house before the before the special actually started, saying, "Do you believe in ghosts?" You know, just going down the line asking people if they believe in ghosts, and <laughs> this one girl like kept waving at the camera and like saying hi to people at home. And he's like, Hey, all right, all right, focus here. Yeah. <laughs> and the one guy, he was like, do you believe in ghosts? He's like, well, like Casper, the friendly ghost. He's like, you know, he's fictional, right? Yeah, it's not a real ghost. He's <laughs> like, Oh, you didn't know that, but it's, it's okay. <laughs> um, then he was asking people like, you know what happened here? And he's like, Oh yeah. So-and-so killed his family and all this stuff. And then one guy's like, people died in this house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Frank Stewart kind of carries this whole thing. Yeah. He was his personality, he said like very very Geraldo-ish. Yeah. Um not quite as douchey in the way that Geraldo is though. Yeah. Um but he's really funny. Just kind of a crotchety old man and like it's so but funny. He, just, he like he nailed the little things about like I said when someone was talking just being like, "Uh-huh." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and like, <laughs> love like even though this is like a live broadcast, he's like saying like, "God damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know they say that in like TV shows nowadays. It's probably like still not during newscasts, of course. But yeah. But back then, like you just didn't say that kind of stuff on TV. Did he drop an f bomb too? I think near the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When, when shit started going sideways. Yeah, I think uh, if if he hadn't been as good, this movie would have suffered even more. Like yeah. the the actor. Yeah, I mean, because the other people, I mean, like the the burgers and the priest, um, and to a lesser extent, his his producer and the the anchors on the news show. I mean, those are pretty much the only characters. Yeah. Um. And those other characters, like, they were definitely going for, like, a cornball 80s-type personality with these people. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was, like, I I don't know how much of that was acting and how much of it was, like, bad acting. (laughs) It was hard to tell. The guy who played the dentist was really bad. Yeah. And, like, again, I don't know if that was on purpose or not. Because I mean, he is a dentist. But That's he's right. Trying he's trying to perform. Dentist, an actor. So. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, and maybe that's part of the charm about maybe. this. I guess it's hard to tell if the people are just bad actors. Of course, I mean, I don't think that should be a goal in any movie to make you <laughs> make people think that you have bad actors, but unless they're like playing bad actors, right? Um, yeah, I'm not a bad actor. I just play one on film. Yeah. Um. And the thing is, this, like, reminded me of an idea that I had for a screenplay. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's like, when it ended, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> like, now if I do that, they're going to think I copied this. Especially me. <laughs> Why especially you? Because I judge everything you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you still make it. You still direct it. Yeah. Uh, That's why I'll never work in this town. 
Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I said, most of it is, is novelty and, like you said, charm, I guess. Yeah. Because, um, like, the commercials, you've got, you know, these, like, cheesy carpet commercials. Yeah. And then there's, like, commercials for fake shows that air on the network. Yeah. Like, some of the shows are just so dumb. <laughs> and, uh, uh, like, political ads and stuff. Oh, right. Um, yeah, like mudslinging ads. Yeah. But, yeah, that, that those definitely set the atmosphere. To, yeah, I mean, re- like... It as, really cemented that it was, like, a, a TV special. Yeah, as far as feeling, like, you know, A, that it's from 1987, and B, that it is from, you know, a local TV network, they definitely nailed all those parts. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But the story itself, a little thin. Yeah, and like so much of the movie, I mean, especially during the newscast portion of it, I mean, where is this going? Yeah. Um, and you know, once it actually went over to the the special part, you know, part with with Frank Stewart after the newscast, you know, I'm like, okay, so this is when things are going to start going to get going. But again, within like 15, maybe 20 minutes, I'm just like, where the fuck is this going? Yeah. Because you're right. I mean, it, and I guess now that I'm walking through this, I get your point. The commercials did become a little tedious. Well, especially like it would get to a part where things would start ramping up and it would start getting tense and it would be like, make sure you don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with we're going to go upstairs or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, oh, now it just took me out of the moment. Yeah. But I mean, like. They, like I assure, that's what would happen. Yeah, it's, it's, in, it's, in a TV special. But it's funny that you mentioned Geraldo because this reminded me a lot of Geraldo opening Al Capone's vault. Yeah. Um, all this buildup and like, I mean, the exact type of thing. It's like, okay, you know, it's just a matter of moments before we enter the vault after this commercial break. You know, yeah, it's that kind of shit. Um, so just really keeping you in suspense. And yeah, and. Watching it as a film, it's irritating. But if you, I think if you could get in the mentality of it being a TV special, you might understand it better. Yeah. I mean, and there is one part at the end where, like, his producer says, Well, we're going to cut away real quick. And he's like, You better not. Yeah. (laughs) Don't you fucking cut away right now. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He's like, Frank, we're going to go to commercial. Um. Yeah. Yeah, Just, and then you've got the people who, like, during the newscast, they have this story about people who are like, "Halloween is a Satan's holiday," and all this stuff. And I was just like, "Oh my god, you don't know anything about Halloween." <laughs> Please kill yourself. <laughs> Please just go away forever. Um. Yeah. Uh. I, I I guess we've, I'm done. I, I've said everything, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't... Like I said, I've seen so many people talking about this movie and, like, hyping it up. And I get it from, like, a novelty point. But the movie itself... I, the thing is, like, the story's not bad. Yeah. If if you just took, like, the, the Frank... I forgot his name. Frank... Stewart. Stewart. I was going to say Frank Reynolds, but I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> um... If you just take his part, it's not 
it's not bad. It's not great. Yeah. But it's really not bad. And I think, like, especially during the seance part, I, I kept expecting more. Mm-hmm. I kept expecting, like, the seance from We Are Still Here. <laughs> Where, like, yeah. he swallows the sock. <laughs> like, something like that. Like, a big, tense moment like that. It felt, like, like perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the moment to really ramp things up, and it just didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely expected more of a paranormal-type thing in this. Yeah. And, I mean, that like, maybe that's a bit of a spoiler, but, it, like, that, that element is very much missing from this. Yeah. Uh, especially when there's so much build-up to it. Um, the idea was novel. Uh, the concept of it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, the, the with the newscast and the commercial breaks. I mean, not, not the commercials themselves. The commercials themselves yeah, were, in, yeah. in general, pretty entertaining. But the, the frequency of them... But again, you know, you got to keep in mind this is supposed to be like a legit TV broadcast. Yeah. Um, but as a f- watching it as a film, it's just like okay, get the point. And like Saving Grace was like the the viewer, the unseen viewer was fast forwarding yeah. a lot of it. Um, but yeah, conceptually it was it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. No doubt, no doubt. The execution was kind of. I would almost like to just watch the Frank Stewart part without the commercials and just just see how that makes me feel. Yeah. And to see if it's, you know, if it still feels, I don't know what the right word is, but because the, the end is great. Like it, it does get really tense. And like I said, there's a, you know, a little bit of a twist ending. Mm hmm. So it's good in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I mean, like, I should say that I, I, I didn't dislike this movie. I was just hoping for more from it. Yeah. And maybe that was my fault. Maybe, I, maybe I shouldn't have expected what I what I expected. I mean, I wouldn't say I disliked it either. I just, like I said, it's the biggest appeal of this movie is its novelty. And so I can't imagine watching it again with the same mindset. Yeah. Because once you like know everything about it, it's like the novelty kind of wears off. Yeah, I can. I get that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, not a lot of rewatchability, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, this might be fun to watch with a group of people, especially ones like in our age bracket. Mm-hmm. You know, people people younger than us. I think that's another thing. People that are like like twenty five, younger, maybe they don't get it. Yeah, it's going to go completely over the head their heads. This is definitely for people that are at least born in the mid eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or. I, I imagine preferably probably around the age of like ten or older in the eighties. Yeah, but I mean, you've got commercials for like video stores. Yeah, young people don't even know what a video store is, right? <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was very reminiscent of the things that you and I remember from being kids. Yeah, but I mean, we're right on the edge there. 
like people younger than us, like even slightly younger than us, that just completely over our heads. Yeah. Like your girlfriend, my wife, like did did your wife watch it? No. Oh. My girlfriend watched it and she she got really annoyed by the commercials. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, I can just remember like this again with this Christmas special tape. Like I remember like seeing commercials for it must have been nineteen eighty nine because I remember this commercial for the the channel. Um was it was narrated by like their hot shit anchor man, like their veteran anchor man yeah. talking about going in the new into the new decade. Mm. You know, the, moving into the nineties. Um and I'm like I it's uh, KCAL 9, which is obviously still a station down there. Anybody anybody from the LA area knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and, uh, like, commercials for Excite Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> um, like, old car commercials. It was just funny because some of them were so cheeseball. Yeah. And just nostalgic because you know, these are commercials I've seen a million times, but it still just takes me back, I guess. But so it definitely had that kind of feel to it. But yeah, I don't know. I'm starting to repeat myself. I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Conceptually, it's great. As far as like novelty, it's great. Um, nostalgia, it's great. Story, good. Yeah. But again, rewatchability is not a strong. Uh, not strong there. Um, it probably could have handled to be about like at least half an hour shorter. Yeah, of course. Then you're only looking at like less than an hour, and that's not even really a movie. Well, I mean, not like half an hour on the nose, but I mean, because it was it was it's an hour and twenty two minutes. Okay. So yeah, like I said, I think I think it could have stood as like a half hour special. Sure. And I, I still, you know, would have included the commercials because that is a big part of the novelty is the, is the commercials, but there could have been less. Right. Well, anything else to add? Um, no. All right. Well, I think, uh, I don't know. I'm a little torn on this. I'll give it a six. Hmm. Okay. Um, Just because, I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was. I mean, it's it's clever. I haven't seen anything else. You know, you you see things like, you know, Stranger Things and Turbo Kid that take place in the 80s, and they feel very 80s. Right. But this is like a whole new level. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's it, the, the 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 whole the whole package was good. Yeah, I enjoyed that. The story itself was kind of meh. Yeah. So, but I, like, meh feels like a, a an insult, and it's like I'm not saying the story's bad. No, it's 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 there's not a whole lot there. Yeah. But but what's there is is decent. Yeah. So, um, I'll give it a five. All right. Well, 
here we are at the end. Another Octoberama in the books. Yep. Another Halloween come and gone. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Um, we hope you enjoyed this month. Uh, we're going to go back to our... Uh, Regularly scheduled program? Yeah, every other week. Uh, do we... God, do we record next week? No. No? Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> this is becoming very taxing. Um, I always forget how, how much so every year. Yeah. I mean, luckily we spaced it out a little more because we pre-recorded some. Um, but even still, it's a lot of work. It was. <laughs> but anyway, well, yeah, like I said, I hope you enjoyed this month. Um, we, of course, have fun doing it. Oh, and uh, for those of you who haven't heard yet, our, we always do a Halloween short film. Uh, this year, it's getting pushed back to a Christmas short film. Yeah, and we've still got to work out the logistics of that. Right, but we got a month. Sure. Um, and we won't be on vacation. Yeah, that's a big, big <laughs> factor. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll catch up with you guys here in a couple weeks. Yep. Until then. We'll be watching uh, The Greasy Strangler right. and Phantasm Ravager. Which people are already reviewing and it's like, God damn, October Roma. Oh, I know. Those <laughs> sets us back. I know. Um, I lost my place. Websites, tell them. Oh, tell uh, them. graveplotpodcast.com. Uh, rate and review and subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the other social networks. And congratulations again to our giveaway winners, uh, Haley and Bria or Brea. Brea. Yes. Um, and like we said, we'll be getting in touch with you. Hopefully you've heard that you won when you're listening to this. I'll probably email them before the episode airs. So, or that. So you already know you won. Hey. <laughs> but you just heard your name on our podcast. Congratulations. <laughs> Most people have to pay for that privilege. Speaking of which, patreon.com slash podcast. <laughs> so we will catch up with you again in a couple weeks. Until then, I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. And this has been the Grave Plot Podcast. We're all a little dead inside. Happy Halloween. Fires burning bright Put my faces in the night I remember Halloween dead cats Hanging from balls Building our running doors I remember Halloween Found me for the gun Was kept to life alone I remember Halloween this day Everything goes Running bodies hanging from balls I remember Halloween I remember